Hi everybody, Phil the Issues Guy, and hi to all of you guys that listen to the audio podcast. I can't apologize enough to you for the last few weeks not posting anything on these audio feeds. Basically, I needed to get it. I got a new microphone, and that new microphone destroyed all the old pieces of crappy equipment I had. So I had to get new pieces of equipment for everything. And then I sort of had some problems with one of my laptop that I used to post the podcasts with. It was a, basically the technical difficulties that aren't any fun all exploded. Piles of ludicrous shit all expelled at the same time. <laughs> but I should be able to post things now a lot more often, at least this week and next week's Walking Dead cast, and we'll get back to posting a lot more audio casts as well. But if you ever miss any of the audio casts, please check out Fill the Issues Guy on YouTube. You can check out any casts that end up not being audio casts. Some stuff's just live stream only. And then uh, and any of the ones that you missed or if you want to see video versions of those casts. But I will be posting more audio podcasts upcoming very soon. Thank you guys for uh, for your understanding in the fucked upness of technical difficulties. But anyways, enough of this introduction BS. Let's get to this week's Walking Dead cast. Everybody again, thank you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 7, Time for After. And it's time to stop the tricks of backstabbery, get a potato chip in shit casserole, and eat some razzle-dazzles, and sit back and watch a Eugene episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. We're excited to be here tonight to talk about the second to last episode of the first half season of season eight of The Walking Dead. We got one more episode after this next week, the big season finale. And before we get to anything, I do I want to talk about one thing. The they're, they're hyping up the mid-season finale as something shocking is going to happen. They said that right during the preview for next week, and then Chris Hardwick made sure he told you, I talked to the producers. I asked them, is this really going to be shocking? And they told me it's going to be shocking. So prepare for something shocking. They're just lying to them all. <laughs> Whatever they're lying to people or not, shouldn't you to get proper, uh, proper effect of said shockiness, not tell people something shocking is coming? Like, like, oh, by the way, by the way, a home run's coming the next pitch. Get, oh, get what? There's gonna be a touchdown pass the next play. Oh, don't, 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 don't be excited when it actually happens. Tune in. Don't worry. The rest of this season's been a little bit of a slog, but oh, we're gonna do something fun in the finale that you won't expect. I don't like that. I, I don't like that. It's already, already assumed that they that they kind of heard all anything possibly good or shocking or big water cooler moments to the premieres and the finales because not as many people watch week to week. So now, even above that, I'm surprised not, they're not going to put out a trailer midweek. Coming this week on The Walking Dead. Huge shocker. Like, give me a fucking break. Do you really need to do that? I'm sorry to start things off on a really bad note. This has nothing to do with the episode we're going to talk about, but I, it does essentially because... I like some aspects of this episode. I like some aspects of this season. And we're going to get to Joe in a second, which I don't think he likes any of it. But uh, but I like some aspects of this season a lot. But my problem is, again, is it's a lot of nothing leading to nothing. It's, it's a bunch of episodes where nothing happened, that all the events in it could have been culminated into, like, one or two really good episodes. But instead, we have, like... 
we have seven, six episodes because across, you know, the first one and the last one, which will be shocking, uh, sandwiching in a bunch of boring shit. Tonight, again, half the episode to me was boring as fuck, standing around, nothing. Five more extra scenes than Eugene than we needed. A couple of them were cool, but we got like 15,000 of them. I thought I was listening to Jordy fucking LaForge giving me techno babble why the dilithium crystals were getting them out of the submatrix of the fucking Heuserpuzen. Like, what the See, f- And that's why I say to you, Phil, when you're like, oh, but I really like the way he speaks. I, I could listen to Eugene talk. It, it carries it enough. I'm like, it does it? Does it really? Like, <laughs> It doesn't. It didn't carry this. It didn't carry this episode. But all in all, I do want to say that this wasn't my favorite of the season. But it it's I kind of group all the other ones into one pile. My favorite of the season was probably the the Shiva dying episode. Not because Shiva died, because I just thought the acting was strong in that episode with Ezekiel and Carol going back and forth. And I know a lot of some people would agree, but that to me that was the highlight. Oh my god! But but we're gonna let's talk about let's Ezekiel and the fucking that took him captive oh i can't walk but i'm walking just fine <laughs> but, but let me set things up i just wanted to start things off because that because the rant bothered me like i don't like this do we have to hold people's hands now to shocking events like like oh, oh we don't want to surprise you on the tv screen with with something that you're not expecting we gotta tell you something you won't expect is coming this week i just think that's fucking stupid and a little bit of a uh, little too handholdy for me anyways Welcome, welcome, don't be afraid. We're going to talk all about this Walking Dead episode. I'm not alone. With me, as always, is the live motherfucking chat. And of course, here, as always, every other week, we have Joe Dirty Locks to talk about the Walking Dead. Hey, Joe, how's it going tonight? It goes well, my man. It's going good. Good. We got Scout Dakota in the live chat. I don't watch the show anymore. Just watch you guys. Eugene's speech patterns have gotten old. DJ, it's one of those things that, again, Joe called me on it. I defended Eugene in the last episode because we didn't see him all season. And then you see a few minutes of Eugene. It's really good. The way we had him on the show when he was part of the group, we'd see him for a few seconds here and there, and we get like two minutes of his dialogue. This episode, and I'm going to talk about this episode specifically, I think your interest in this episode, I could see someone really loving this episode if you're, excuse me, a huge Eugene fan. This episode was all about, it wasn't quite a bottle episode for Eugene, but he had a lot of heavy lifting on this. This is almost like a, a sitcom that's like, oh, you like that one joke? Do you like that Urkel says, did I do that? Let's have him just say, did I do, the, do that for, uh, for 15? For 25 minutes of the 30 minutes of Family Guy, uh, of Family Matters. Did I do that? Did I do that? It was just, it was Eugene being Eugene. Like, like, did you like that Eugene thing? Okay, we're going to give it to you for literally three-fourths of an episode. And it's, he, didn't, he didn't carry the episode for me. Joe, what did you, Joe, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was crap. I, like, I was bored thoroughly throughout. Uh, I still don't understand why Rick decided to go back to the garbage heap. I don't under- so we had round two of of Thunderdome fighting, like, and, the, yeah. and then like they they got him captured, right? They got him captured, and he's tied up, and so he gets her on the ground, and he's like, let, "I'm walking out of here." And she's like, "Okay, everybody, stand down with her little hand motion." 
And so they both get up off the ground. Why didn't somebody shoot him twice? Yeah, I, we'll, get, we'll get into all of that. Atari Dad says, so I'm guessing Daryl was wrong. Guessing you guys aren't going to agree with that, though. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. I think what Daryl's wrong is you have to, everyone needs to be on the same, t- same plan. But we'll get to that towards the end of the episode. Also, the stars of the show only make ca- cameos, says Ren. Uh, so, uh, Atari says, can't see there being too much to rant about tonight just to make snarky comments about, oh, come on, we'll find, we'll find a chance. But I agree with that really, to a certain extent, Atari there's not too much and that's the problem it's just it was just kind of a whatever episode there's a few highlight moments that i enjoyed from again acting standpoints and visual standpoints i thought there was a couple of moments that really looked kind of cool some cool sound choices with eugene music but even that the music choices nick diaz was talking a little bit about this last week the the music choices set this i think don't help they make things seem a little bit down in some scenes and a little bit a little bit uh, depressing and drab when it doesn't need to, especially in an episode like this. But everything that happened with Rick in the garbage pail adults was was comical, not in a funny way. They got into that whole thing, too, that I really hate where it's like, I'll take I'll take half. I'll take three fourths. I'll take three fourths and seeing your naked butt and painting you. I'll take you. What are you negotiating? What are you negotiating with? Like it was either you're doing this with us or we come back here and kill you. Now it's you're doing this with us and we'll give you a quarter. What? Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. We'll break that all down a little bit later. Why did he even go back there? Like how long did they have him in the fucking trailer for? Like, a night. Isn't this all like the si- a night? A Are night. we sure? Uh, <laughs> no, we're not sure of time at uh, all. Like I have no idea how long has gone by. It's been all daytime as far as I've seen. Right, one night, one night. Yeah, yeah. When they were all lined up against the fence, one night. It's been one day. So like sixteen hours. He was in the fucking trailer for. And Atari Dad says, I got to say, the scene of the gunfire and Eugene drinking at the end was a great example of show, don't tell. More of that. I agree with that. That's what I was going to say earlier with the Eugene. Less is more of a character like that. And as Ren was saying, in our stars of the show, our other big characters, people are only there for cameos here and there in a moment. Again, I'm not a huge Carl right. fan, but we go a whole season without seeing Carl, and we're focusing on Father. Like, I don't care. Let Father Gabriel fucking die. I don't give a fuck about him. He's our moral I compass now. Right, and, and and as far as the whole show don't tell thing, yeah, that's great for that one moment where while he's drinking, but we also had to get the tell us that he's developing some sort of drinking problem. Also, we had the the him go tell fucking the the one part they should have done the real show don't tell is when he goes to Morgan and he fucking starts yelling in his face, "I am fucking Negan" or whatever the fuck it all boils down but to. Yeah. Stupid shit, like. That's the moment we want, show don't tell. Fuck that. I'm going to just go do my job. What does he have to go fucking yell at Morgan for? What uh, does, Gabriel. If he's all this fucking shit that he's spouting at fucking, sorry, Gabriel's fucking face, then what the fuck difference does it make? Why go fucking tell him? Yeah. Go do your fucking job. Rick, Rick like, Kathy Atheist says, Rick, Rick throwing down, I'll kill all you motherfuckers was good. I did like Rick at the end. It was a little... Uh, like you could predict what was going to happen there. And it just seemed silly that they would put Rick in that position again. And it was just, it was just ridiculous, but I did like seeing him do it. No, Um, I would have liked seeing him actually shove her face into the fucking, (laughs) into the, into that mouth, having her fucking face getty and then all the rest be like, Oh, okay, good. Maybe we don't have to, 
speak like freaking idiots for now on. <laughs> Tyler, Jared, great to see you. Deontay Washington, Tari Dad. I think Eugene went in there to get some tampons and just yelled at Gabriel on the way. Hey, Mel, great to see you. Great to see Casey Atheist. Great to see Tim motherfucking F. Great to see all of our friends in the live motherfucking chat. If you guys want to get your voicemails in, you can leave voicemails at 781-990-8509. You can also text that line if you get a comment that you want to make sure gets through. Do it that way. Or you can also uh, email me at I Got Issues Man. And if I miss it tonight, we'll ask it on next week. So you can call that line 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Also, if you're watching this later and you think Joe and I are full of shit, let us know in the comments section. We love to hear and read why you guys are loving the show, what we're missing. It might help us look at things in a different direction. So we always like reading different people's perspectives on shit. So, uh, so no matter how bad we can get, we also try to look at some good things in this episode. I thought, as I meant, some of the cinematography, I liked some of the looks of the walkers in this episode coming at the window, like scratching at the window. I thought that was a cool visual. I think the visual of Rick like beating the shit out of everyone and using the walker on the chain was kind of cool. I was just watching Turner and Hooch. It reminded me of a scene when Turner and Hooch. Uh, there was a couple of moments here and there. I generally think what Daryl's doing, even though last week I was all about saying go Daryl. I think what Daryl's doing makes a lot of sense, and I understand his character's motivation. I do think some of the Michonne and Rosita stuff was just a little bit of much to do about nothing. Like, give me a fucking break. It was break. more of the same. It was the same fucking debate that we had with three other episodes. Like, we had it with Daryl and Morgan. We had it with Daryl. I mean, uh, Daryl and Rick, Jesus and Morgan, Jesus and Maggie. Oh, and, um, and that, and now, it, now we have it, Rosita and Michonne, excuse me, and then you have, uh, again, with Michonne and Daryl. And Daryl, yeah, the same kind of conversation. It seems like it's, the, it, it seems like it's the only moral quandary we can do this season is the, and it gets even worse when you actually see what the plan was. Like, like Michonne goes in this whole thing. Someone said this in the comment section, piggybacking on this about how they were like, I can't go with this moral obligation. It's so risky. It's so this, it wasn't even that risky of a plan. It was like, drive the thing into the hole, just walk away. There was no, you weren't really putting anyone at danger or anything like that. Like, why is this crossing yeah, the line? Why would two people be in that truck to begin with? Yeah. In just, case the driver doesn't, jump out all it would have been or jumps out too early all, like having two people in that van is stupid it, and that truck is stupid exa- all it would have mean meant is you have another lookout it's it's like right. it doesn't even matter i mean it wasn't this horrible thing that they were doing it's, right either either stay and look out and help protect us and the other snipers that are staying because we're doing this with or without your your help or walk away so they walk away the only thing i will say that at the end of the episode, the episode and the writers and everyone is, and maybe because of the history of the show and where the characters have gone so far, and I'm a huge fan of this character. This isn't anything against Rick. This is more something against the narrative of the show that is constantly telling me to believe that Rick is always right. And I know in this situation, it the show is making it seem like Daryl fucked the pooch here in this situation. And essentially, he did fuck up Rick's plans. And Rick stepped up in this moment to go get the trash. But it was we No, I trust Rick Grimes. We had the line, I trust Rick Grimes in this episode. Just to let you know that... Remind you again that Rick's on the right side of this situation. What I think Daryl did wrong again is he should make sure he somehow contacted Rick or something, or somehow left a sign for Rick to like to let him know or something. Well, that... he knows Rick's not not down with what his plan is for some Fair. reason. 
fair. And this is and this is what my point is is here's the thing you've taken I I don't know we're guessing ten thousand walkers twenty deep surrounding the whole building I I, I don't know how many that could be we'll say five thousand ten thousand I don't know so there's that many walkers surrounding this building. What's up, Dave? Here's here's the 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 if anyone in the building opens the door they all flood in and everybody dies if you ram a truck into it they all flood in and everybody dies if they go up to the roof and say we surrender how do they get out of the building you lure all the zombies away or you kill all the zombies so they can come out and then you just have another gunfight without zombies present it it seems like a uh if you put zombies around this building, you have committed to killing these fucking people one way or the other or continuing the gunfight, clearing them out for them. Wasted move. This makes no sense to me why this is a moral quandary. Because, Joe, you, you Joe I have an answer to that. night killing everybody. Joe, like, I have an answer to that because somehow it's gotten into everyone's head that what Rick's plan is is the good plan. And I know people are going to be like, oh, Rick's right here. But because it's the least bloodshed. What Rick wants is to surround everyone, be outside, and then somehow convince a Negan to a man-to-man, mono-e-mono, one-on-one fight to the death where he gets to kill Negan right there and there. Everyone's going to be okay with that. Episode and that, one. And that will end the war. Why? Exactly. Why didn't he do that in episode one when they this had his gun? about you, Rick. That's because this isn't about you. This isn't right, wasn't it? It's You're all right. about Rick's. It's all about Rick's ego here, and that's why. I mean, Daryl's plan is Daryl's plan. You can go Daryl's plans, Daryl's plan, Rick's plans, Rick's plan. But whatever. If you want to wipe out all the saviors, all the top and the saviors, Daryl's plan is the way to go. Rick's plan is let me get revenge alone. Everyone, shut up. Everyone, come with me. Be my backup, so I can fight that guy one on one and kill him because right. I want my revenge. <laughs> and that's the way it really fucking seems. It is. That's honest. Like the the. the he keeps making this like i i get to kill negan why why it why must do be you me. get to kill why do you have the the soul daryl was taken prisoner by these fuckers daryl has more of a right to has, you yeah. have the <laughs> daryl or maggie i mean why doesn't maggie Tasha's get to do it? girlfriend was ordered yeah. to death also yeah. like come on but you like i'm just, I, he took you on a ride and he made your kid spaghetti. I mean, like, what the fuck? Dude? Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding a little bit, but uh, uh, DJ says it reminds me of Voldemort when Harry Potter. It must be me. Atari says, I don't think it's even about the morality of the plan. It's just being under siege is a tired and true method of getting people to surrender. A good, good, true point in that in that situation. But I still think in episode one, they had kind of sieged the place, surrounded them, had them in a good gunshot situation. So that was the time for Rick to be like, listen, they listen. Hugh walking David. Let- well, any good siege is going to take time because you know you have to wait out their supplies. How much water do they have? How much food do they have? Do they think that they can come up with a plan? Do they have an escape tunnel? There's all sorts of things that they don't know about that they have to, you know. Do I think that? Da- I guess the question here is: Do I think Daryl's plan was a good plan? I think it was a rash plan. But I think if I think Rick should have been more open in the moment when Daryl suggested to be like, "Okay, I get your plan. Let's do something similar." But Rick is so dead set, and it's it's not 100% well, Daryl, right? Rick's so dead set, and it has to be me that kills Negan. It can only be this plan. I think he should have probably yeah. allowed Daryl a little bit more bloodlust. Here's the thing. Rick, someone said it in the chat, and it, we've been talking about it for weeks now, too. Rick disappears in the middle of a fucking war, in the middle of this whole thing, for at least a whole night, right? 
Is that what we decided? At He's least. been in that box for at least what sixteen hours? We'll say about yeah. Maybe maybe we'll give it twenty four hours that he that he was in that box. Nobody went looking for him. Nobody showed up for him. So was he like, if I don't come back in three days, like don't worry, it'll take them that long to go through their supplies. So the plan stays for three days. Like what was the plan for Rick not coming back? Why wasn't there more like discussion amongst all the people? Listen, this is the new plan. Rick didn't come back with reinforcements. We need to use those fucking zombies. Plan B. Blast a fucking hole in this building and get those zombies in there. Get them to use as much of their ammunition as they have. So it doesn't matter that they have numbers. They don't have the fucking bullets. In fairness, they Tara did say, no, or Rosita knew that Rick's B plan was to go talk to the garbage pail adults. That, I mean, there was a passing line in the episode where Tar, where I think it's Tara goes, trust Rick. He's off talking to the garbage pail people. Right. He'll get them. But how they know he'll get them and they trust how, him to go and, and to go how alone. Long they wait. Exactly. Uh, DJ says exactly, Joe. I was waiting for the survivors to come storming to the onto the garbage people. Yeah, and that's what I thought too. The way Rick was acting, I thought he had some sort of plan, like they were going to show up and, or something. Well, now let's discuss what happens when they do surrender. All those zombies outside. And they come to the roof and they say, we surrender. How do they cut out of the building? How do they get out of the building? We we'll- have to clear the zombies away. Once the zombies are cleared away, your leverage is gone. The only thing, the only thing different is maybe they have less supplies or maybe they had far more supplies in that but, building than you even fucking knew about. But Joe, I'll kill Negan first. <laughs> Right, like it, like you have to clear out the zombies. If they're going to surrender and you're going to allow them to surrender, you have to clear out the zombies. If you clear out the zombies, your leverage is gone, your wall of fucking security is gone, and they still have all their bullets. you got to make them waste those bullets, too. This is an absolutely ridiculous fucking plan to wait them out. What, because you got more men now outside with more guns? Like, it either means you're there to clear out the zombies with those guns, or... It you know just what? it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense not to use the zombie bomb you fucking sent in in the first place. What if all those zombies got in right on the first siege? This wouldn't even be a discussion. You 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 resigned yourself to zombie bomb these fucking people. That's what you did. You went full fucking governor prison on you, on them. It was done to you. You did it to them, but you want to stop halfway through and use it to, to make them surrender? Makes no fucking sense. Joe, but do you know what? You, you that- killing them, kill them. Like, like this fucker in the in the in the cell back at the high back at back at the hilltop. Why he he tries to run away? He's talking shit the whole time. He tries to run away. Then you put him in a cell and he tries to fight right then. He's got nothing but a fucking mouth of dissent. Like you kill that person, you kill him. You don't let him fucking live. That's stupid. That's stupid. You set a fucking tone there. That's how we're going to treat it. Obviously he's not surrendered. He's still fighting. He's still running. He's still fighting. He's still talking. He's still running his mouth. That's not surrendering. That's being a mouth of dissent and trying to still fight and escape. So you can go fight and talking those words of, of fucking fight. So why haven't you killed that guy? Why are you leaving him there to, to get his way out and cause mayhem at the hilltop makes no fucking sense. This guy has not surrendered. Like, and when they and when they say, "Oh, we surrender," they come. We surrendered. We give up. We're waving the white flag, and you clear out the zombies. 
all the rest of those Negan fucks are going to come out trying to fuck kill you. Especially while you're doing it, like while you're clearing it up and you're weak in those moments. Uh, Deontay, Deontay, Deontay Washington says, uh, Negan is safe because of his nutsack is bulletproof. The cocky, he has the plot. We got Cadigan in Maiden of Darkness in Chalkboy Live in the motherfucking chat. Great to see all of you guys. Ren says, I can see the benefit in having those people on my side. There's just, I can't see the benefit of having those people on my, on my side. Me they're neither. just, they're just they more mouths to feed. Fuck you too. Yeah, they're just more mouths to feed. Maiden of Darkness didn't come here to didn't watch the show, but I came here to see Phil and Joe's sexy face. Oh, Maiden of Darkness. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's because that's because our I was just gonna make a joke about our body. That's because you can't see our bodies, so our faces are the only you know, like the the rest of us are pretty disgusting, is I guess what I'm trying to <laughs> Especially say. Especially me. Yeah, and the, hey, hey, I'm pretty disgusting too, Joe. So uh Cadigan, yes, you made it just in time. And you know what else you made it just in time for? The recap! Okay, I mean, I'm not as excited as normal, but let's get into the recap of this episode. <coughs> so, uh, uh, before we get into the recap, I want to show off my uh, your my, my little my little. It's waiting to be opened. Oh no! This is a, a tequila, K A H tequila. <laughs> DJ says, "Don't ruin our fantasy." <laughs> Sorry, DJ. You don't want to see my Ninja Turtle underoos that I'm wearing under this. Sean Allen, shout out to Phil and the guy from the Counting Crows. Hey. Mr. Jones is about to take a shot in the live chat. Mr. Jones and me. Cadigan says it looks nice. Sandwich time. What's up, Tony Umber? Great to see everyone tonight in the live chat. While Joe's getting that ready, uh, we'll open up this episode. We open up to some extended nothingness. It's like the, the cover of a Spinal Tap album as uh, Rick and his is being captured from the trash folk and he doesn't look concerned. So he has some plan. Someone must be showing up to help him out or do something. And he hears some walking and the door opens and we see Jadis and some other folks just sitting there. And, uh, and she, Oh my God. And Rick, and Rick says the offer still stands. Uh, you know, uh, I won't, I won't because kill you. We have nothing better to do during the zombie apocalypse than to sculpt fucking, prisoners and torture victims hey i would create fucking uh, oh my oh my god hey i would do i can't i wish i could rant about how stupid this is <laughs> i really do i really wish i could so so jada says to rick stand up uh stand stand there and then she asks him tell me what you don't like about yourself rick and rick says uh i don't i don't like you and uh she's snapping some pictures and rick says what are you gonna do and she says i'm gonna sculpt you joe joe i want to sculpt you it would have been better if they had like tried to somehow mimic the uh the the what is it this is the end or end of the world or whatever it is with uh franco where they have uh oh this is the end this is the end where they have um the the dancer guy in the fucking gimp suit oh yeah totally looking up on the vice principal there i forget i can't think of any of these people's names aside from franco <laughs> um, the, the dancer from uh ah uh, magic mike there uh chatham 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 tried to like do a spoof on that scene a little bit more and like <laughs> Like made a gimp come and like hump fucking Rick's leg and took pictures of that instead. And like, Rick's got something, like, like Rick's got like bikini shorts boxers on too. Like, <laughs> like yeah, they should have put him in fucking speedo instead. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's she doing? Here, put this on. Yeah. Why? Why is she letting him go on his clothes? Come on, J- come on, Jadis. If you're gonna embarrass the guy, 
Yeah, take his fucking boxers. Yeah, too. what the fuck, dude? That's a fuck. That's fucking bullshit. You can't even capture people, good trash people. Well, he'll need those to wipe his bum. <laughs> Who then like leave them next to him or something like that? But if you're being presented to the queen like that, like take your fucking pants off, asshole. Like what the fuck? So like, I, I want my clothes back. Oh, <laughs> did you? I, I want my clean my clothes first. I don't know what you fucking weirdos have done to him. <laughs> So almost as bad as Archie reading the Punisher. So we go back in and Eugene is pacing and contemplating, going into his notebook, writing Dear Diary. Today I did this. He has a list of things he knows, things he doesn't know. He's got a little rubric uh, list on how he's figuring out that Dwight is the the rat. And uh, and then we start in on our Eugene-isms of the night. And uh, there's a lot of them. Like, I, I don't even know where to start with this stuff. I didn't try to write most of it down. There's a couple of good lines here and there. But let's start the Eugene. Why doesn't, why doesn't... Oh. I'm not considering going with Cobb, but it reminds a hair too on a monopeic. Not a monopeic. What? himself with cracking the very calamity. You more than likely had a heavy hand in creating. <laughs> so I need you to cease and desist. <laughs> It's it's so cute a little bit, but a lot it's like fucking hair. Like trying to follow this dialogue, I had to turn on subtitles halfway through. I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to here? And the others. <laughs> and Dwight basically is like, listen, dude. Listen, dude. Megan's finished. In this place. Okay. I'm sorry. I, no, I no, 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 no. Always feel free to interrupt the uh, the the sound. I gotta piece. say this, uh, for for what it's worth, for the amount of shit that I, I'm gonna give Eugene in this episode, it's more about the writing than about the cat. The actor, hundred percent. Again, as because always. the actor is doing a fantastic job delivering these lines. Like I can only imagine sitting down and memorizing a script memorizing your lines for a script or doing the best of, of i don't know exactly how much you have to memorize of a script i suppose if you want to be good at your craft you memorize all your fucking lines and you go out and you perform them you do what the director says unless you i was just gonna say unless you're lazy like marlon brando was towards the end of his career <laughs> and then he'd have it printed out on cue cards and lie and say he wanted to be in the moment and would just read it off the cue cards while looking at the camera yeah, and got a master of doing that because he's like i'm lazy i'm marlon brando i don't have to try anymore <laughs> so if you can if it, and like and there's a lot of uh special dialect fucking movies and actors out there that have to speak other languages or new languages and everything but still, Kerplot. delivering these the, these lines smoothly with this, <clears throat> with the fucked up verbiage and and shit that he's got to fucking use all the time in his in his fucking sentences, it's just good job. No, real real good job, Joe. And you can make fun uh, of Bravo. You can make fun of Techno Babylon Star Trek all you want, but not every actor can pull it off. Correct. You know, when you like even on something and I don't want to go on an Orville rant right now to go talk about the Orville, but you have some characters that can pull off the stuff and then you have Norm MacDonald try to do it. And it's like Norm MacDonald can't pull it off. And you're like, and you're like, put the parality pals on the something out of your calling. Did you hear about the highs? Did you hear about these highs and mooses? You know, they got the, but not that he's bad on the show. I just like hearing him say techno babble, like not everyone can pull off the techno babble. And Eugene, the treasure 
Century is a black stabber. You keep it from Negan and all the people on the inside. And all uh, two by two, Six, four by four, ten by ten yeah, inch yeah. in your ass on yeah. board. He he is totally in character, and especially when you hear the actor talking afterwards, and he has he doesn't sound anything like Eugene. He's he's in character of that. I just think as all as always, it's writing pacing of the episode. There was too much of it in this episode. They're like, oh, people like Eugene. We don't know what to do since we're only in two days, and we don't know what to do, and we want to keep Negan this Negan story going as long as possible. So let's do a Eugene introspective where uh, and we already knew where Eugene stood. Like we didn't need this. We've had enough bits and pieces of Eugene throughout almost we, any you know time we're at the base. We have Eugene. Stuff I know you might not agree with there. this. I know you might not agree with this, Joe, but we did need the Eugene and Negan scenes. Like, I think if this episode had just had maybe the Eugene on the roof with Dwight scene, one scene with Dwight, and then the couple of Negan scenes with, with Eugene to kind of solidify their relationship a little bit. I thought that stuff was good, but we'll get to Negan in a little bit. I thought, I he, think, I thought I he was one of the highlights of the episode. See, we had we had alone time with Negan and Eugene last week, right? And basically, he didn't say like, "Oh, I respect you, and you have a big brain, and you're the second most important man." In that conversation, it was the "You do this, or I'm going to end up bashing your brains in again." We could have foregone that because Eugene's had nothing. But that since he got there and he's been there for a while now and we know that that's what life is like here they've told us that's what life is like here we see that they do that to the governor we see that they do that in the previous episode already that they do that with even the workers so this isn't like it's a big thing that you needed to have in this episode you could have moved this to last episode to motivate Eugene. So you could have condensed again, the two Morgan scenes and had him tell him to go just eat shit on a stick. I'm already fucking Negan. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? You, I, got, I know you what you... to go tell Dwight, knock it off. I'm the savior now. And in fairness, we have a lot of characters we haven't seen in a while, and it's and we don't have to retrudge some of the similar territory. Mel says, as someone who doesn't watch The Walking Dead, every time they say Eugene, I think of the nerdy dude from Greece. Katika says, Eugene can't carry an episode. I actually forgot about Rick. That's because the silly trash people think it was like a different world. Aaron took the Gracie to Hilltop without a car seat. I want to think about the logistics of that. Maiden says, I used to watch the show all the time, but the repetitiveness of it really did burn me out. However, I do appreciate the show. Uh the show with the horror community. Uh, does he have a license for said drone? So let's continue into this. Eugene eventually says, listen, I am Negan, you it motherfucker. Perfect. But we are saviors. We save. Oh, fucking unreal. We save. save I'm, a, I'm a savior, Joe. I oh. save. I need beer. Okay, so just go to get a beer. So we cut to the wall inside the sanctuary. We see walkers outside, and Eugene asks how long, and they said maybe two. We see good shots. And this was the image that I thought was kind of a cool visual where we see walkers at the door, clawing at the door, and it almost looks like gremlins to me. So I, I, thought, this, I thought this was a good visual. So then we go to Eugene walking, and he talks to the doctor, and uh, and Father Gabriel has an infection. Eugene talks some shit about razzles. Uh, he said something about razzles because I like razzles. I was impressed with this scene. Like, razzles? What would you say about razzles? Tagging his organs. It's only a matter of time before one fails. I just wish we had some damn meds. Mm. I wish he hadn't assisted in the ill-conceived caper to trap us in here. <laughs> I also wish for razzles. 
But if wishes were horses and all that. I like taters. See, some of those lines, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like taters. Yeah, give me some taters. <laughs> Someone's, someone in the live chat said, I, th- I feel like this show broke Joe. Mel said, I feel like this show broke Joe. <laughs> show has fucking crushed my soul. It used to be so good. It was compelling. It was driven. It had action. There was threats of not just human, but zombie joe i'm gonna speak for- you can apparently kill a bunch of zombies when they crash through your wall but you can't kill them from the fucking rooftop oh <laughs> kill them from the window like obviously morgan's looking through fucking sniper scope sees like all these fucking heads like I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Shoot some of them. Fuck, fuck waiting for the truck to run up. Just shoot some of the fucking people in the window. It's war. All out war. It, shoot every person you see walk by every fucking window. Worker, soldier, who gives a fuck? I am Negan. You're all Negan. You're all fucking dead. Like, that's the point of what war is. War is go kill everybody over there because we're at war. It's war, Peacock. There should be casualties. Uh, Eugene looks at Sick Gabriel, and he's like, he's like potato. I want a potato casserole, shit casserole or some shit. I don't appreciate that because you look like a potato and shit casserole. <laughs> That's a funny line. So Gabriel reaches for some water, but Eugene's like, won't even get it for him at first. And the tension gets built up. Will he get the water or will he drop it? He coughs and Gabriel asks Eugene, will he help him? And Eugene says, listen, I'm a small, small person. And all I really care about is myself. And you don't really have a plan. And it's absurd. Gabriel's like, listen, uh, uh, evil dead walker one zombie exists he just he he does some weird logic oh he says uh you're a man of science i'm a man of faith did you uh as a man of science did you think that the dead would rise up and walk so he's trying to so so okay uh, it can't be a scientific reason why the, the walkers exist it can't be a right. fucking... we just haven't figured out the scientific reason behind it the virus the fungus the whatever what good logic, Gabriel? I, like I went on a whole rabbit hole in this, but I won't really go down that. Something about like trading what, like something about zombie for zombie. There, you can you can do the math if you want. Eugene looks at his hand and uh, and he's bleeding for some reason. Did Gabriel give him the plague? I missed kind of what happened in that scene. It kind of flashed, and then Gabriel, and then Eugene had like a little bit of blood on his finger or something. I don't know if you caught that, but and uh, I couldn't pay attention. Let's take the two stupidest fucking characters on the show and throw them in a room together. See what fucking gold happens. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I could care less about fucking Morgan. I've been waiting for him to die since the moment he said I locked my fucking congregation. I I locked my. You keep calling. It's brothers, funny. It's funny that you keep calling him Morgan Ga- Gabriel. Whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> whatever the fuck that asshole's name is. Gabriel. Mor- I don't know why I keep calling him Morgan. But yeah, Gabriel should have been dead from fucking day one. I've been waiting for him to die since day one. He's been nothing but a weasel. The only good thing he's done, I'll take Judith in the middle of the fucking zombie run or some shit like a couple seasons ago. Like just, I, it, 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 it hurts. Oh, okay. I'm broken. Atari dad says, I think, I don't think it was blood. It was red paint. DJ says, I was confused by that too. It was red paint. He still has the red stain on his finger. Okay. Thank you guys. I was a little bit. Because it's still only been like an hour. Right, the whole season. The whole season has actually only been an hour, Joe. <laughs> so because you've got to imagine that all these other things, like when they show you 
you know, people that are separate in space, they are showing you the same time period, right? Or shortly thereafter or around, chronological anyway, like at least either like, like they show us Daryl and, and Rick fighting, right? And at the same time, the next scene is like, you know, uh, Jesus walking prisoners through the fucking forest. That's happening at the same time, right? I think, or all within the same time time block. Right. So, like, it has been. It's only, like, that's why I'm like, it, it, we've seen one night go by in, in all these episodes. So it's got to be within, like, one 24-hour period. That's why I don't understand this, like, like, Michonne and, and fucking Rosita. We'll stay back and we'll protect the fucking uh, town here. Don't worry. Okay, we're like, everybody goes off and does this, and then like everybody's off doing this. Rick hasn't come back yet. Some people have showed back up, but there's still more of this plan to go through. And they're like, all right, we'll see you later. Carl's out fucking walking around in the middle of fucking nowhere like a moron. Uh, we're not at war. I make a new friend. Like, just it, I, I don't get it. Why isn't Carl fucking dead? He should be four days. Yeah, we're guessing that this season's roughly around four days. I think you're, I think that's pretty accurate around that. So we go back to sniper view of Morgan, who's spying on the saviors. And I thought at first he was listening to their chatter, but he's talking to the other snipers who we never actually see, but we know that they're out there and he's got his plan locked down. Morgan uh, looks and sees what's going on. The truck pulls up and he's talking to the walkie talkies. A girl comes out to Eugene and has been like, uh, oh yeah, comes to, then we get a scene where some girl comes over to Eugene and this is where we get into way too much. Do we really need to see the scene about the boombox and know that Eugene's an alcoholic now too? So uh, those, is this to add depth to show that like, yes, he's succumbing to Negan but to do it he needs to uh, drink enough alcohol to deal with the situation like whatever like we, we did this with Bob done it already don't really need to do this again but a girl comes in and is like Eugene it's been like a week where's my fucking boombox uh, you asshole give it to me oh, yes I mean did you fix it uh, are you serious yeah well it's not ready our neck is in a noose of the deceased and it is tightening with every tick tock are you not distressed that we're trapped. Like, this is one of those moments where I'm like, I don't need to know another savior. I This is unnecessary. This is, this is time filling out. If you introduce the Rick and the Jadis thing, why not? I'm not excited about it, but why not at this point in the episode flash back in the middle of the episode one more time to Rick to make it more part of an episode instead of sticking in this storyline the whole time? Or go to Daryl and... and 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 Sasha and uh, not Sasha and Tara. I saw we saw Sasha tonight and Tara for their whole interaction or something at some point. You didn't need an extra scene. What to introduce the music aspect? So when he makes the glider later, it makes a little sense. It, it doesn't fucking matter. You don't need to introduce that to be able to have him do the glider later. You didn't need this scene to show that he's an alcoholic. You could have just shown him drinking at some point at the end of the episode. You didn't have to necessarily introduce that how he's getting his alcohol. Like, oh, we all need to know that he's trading his science skills for fucking booze. I don't know. This was one. Of, this was my least favorite scene in the entire episode because i just felt like it was unnecessary yep like there it's there was a much be, there's a couple much better uses of time in this situation uh, even if we see dwight again dwight's well, been the only thing i liked about this scene was what the girl said to her you you want to put blame on anybody's feet it's all on your yeah, feet we could have had this motherfucker dead when we when we had a plan we had a, a means we had a but you fucked it up 
It's all your fault. Eugene, it's all we, your fault. We had a plan and you fucked it all up. Oh, we got Big E in the live chat right now. Kenneth says, I'm surprised Dwight didn't say, excuse me. What did you just say to Eugene? Well, excuse me, princess. So we go back over to Daryl and Tara and Rosita and Michonne. Daryl is like, uh, we've got to get him in a crossfire. It's going to be a turkey shoot. And, uh, and Daryl is, it's our only choice. Let's do it. Tara and Morgan and Daryl are all on the same team. Michonne and Rosita are a little meh. And Rosita's basically like, why don't we just wait now for Rick? We're already here. We get the whole setup. Let's just, Rick's talking to the trash, must be talking to the trash people because I've read the script and I know, you know, he's over there. No, but we know that Rick's second plan B is going to be, and he, Rick said on the walkie-talkie just for checks and balances, he did. He said to somebody going for plan B. And Rosita's like, uh, something something may go wrong here, Daryl, and we just don't have the numbers and we can't lose people. Rick's talking to the scavengers. We're going to call him the trash people. And I believe in Rick Grimes, says Rosita. Do you believe in Rick Grimes, Joe? Not if he's going to talk to the trash people. That's a stupid fucking plan B. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just spit out my alcohol because of Iron Thrones. Hashtag science for booze. I like that. That's I, We got to start doing hashtags for the episode. We're going to talk about this episode. Hashtag for this episode. Science for booze. We got to... <laughs> I was against the poison pill plan, but that's only because I thought Negan's plot armor would foil the plan. I love Felicia talking the football shit in the live chat. Lots of love to Felicia out there. So Tara did not, uh, did not, she said, uh, Tara says, listen, I could have done something. I could have talked about the Oceanside people beforehand. Morgan says, listen, we don't want to hear your bitching, Rosita. Take, take a car, go home. It's all right. And that's, that's the cool thing about, this is why anyone who says that Daryl or Morgan or or uh, Tara are out of control here, maybe Tara to a certain extent, but Morgan and Daryl are thinking pretty clear, and there's no sort of like, oh, you guys want to leave? Go ahead. Like when Michonne's trying to be like, uh, I should leave, and trying to get Daryl to like tell her to stay almost away or expecting him to tell her to stay. Daryl, this is why I like Norman Reedus this whole season. I think he's been really awesome this season. And the only bright part of this him, season. Him and Rick Grimes, but I like Daryl's character. Like, I like how he's been written this season generally. And, like, like, like everything he's doing makes a lot of sense to the character of Daryl. And he is, I love how he's just like, oh, you don't want to come? That's cool. I love you anyways. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, and even with Rick, like, he's, like, he's, Gets into a fight, grabs him by the nuts, kicks him in the balls, and he's still like, Rick, yeah, whatever. He's just gonna be be all cool with him. He doesn't give a shit. Jimmy, have a good night, buddy. Thank you for checking on in. Lots of love. Go hug yourself, buddy, in the good way. So Tara leaves. And Michonne looks sad, but she can't leave yet for some reason. She hasn't quite come to that point. We need her in one more scene so she can make scale for the season. So then Negan is, then we get into Negan, and this visually was my favorite shot of the entire night. He didn't open his mouth yet. We come into the scene. We look at Negan from behind, standing at the table with Lucille in tow. Just from a visual, like a panel representation of the graphic novel to screen image thing, I just thought this was a very good moment. Maybe I'm looking for pearls in a pile of shit here, but I thought this, I thought Negan, I thought Negan was actually really good. A little more toned down, a little bit more real. Yes, cocky as a fucking son of a bitch, but I think I get a little bit more. Maybe I'm just, it's Stockholm Syndrome, actor, actor Stockholm Syndrome. He's got, 
Negan under hostage and he's not giving him up. So it's either like it or fucking like constantly be pissed off. And we're seeing less of him this season. So when he comes in, it's almost like someone's having fun, some color on screen. Holy shit. Like some, hey, blah, 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 blah. I I don't know. I thought he, like, I, I like this shit. My people. Not me, get, get re- I'm just trying to get Joe angry. No, but I'm, no no, I'm not trying to get Joe angry. But but I actually like Negan. And, maybe it's because the trash people pissed me off, and I thought it was annoying. I could give a shit less about fucking Eugene this much in the episode. So Negan. I don't want to see you get eaten, Eugene. The only thing this scene really does, serves a purpose for is it shows us that Negan's scared. Negan feels like it's not that he's scared he's going to lose the people, but if he loses the people, he loses the power. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's to- scared of. Totally. And I thought that came through in the scene. Pretty but well- aside from that, I'm just, it was still uninteresting. It was still boring. And yes, you are gra- grasping at straws in the shit pile <laughs> with your like, oh, they did a graphic novel shot. As far as I'm, I'm concerned, they should kind of be doing that, those shots. They should be setting those shots up constantly there's no reason not to there's absolutely no reason not to these fucking books they are they are your storyboard i understand changing things up so that you can keep your audience for tv that hasn't read these on their seat but or who has read them on their seat rather but they're, they were so good that they were like, let's make a TV show. And the TV show started out so good, but they they don't. They don't f- use any of these frames. I don't, I don't even know. I'm not, enough. I'm not necessarily talking about a specific shot. I just like the Im- imagery no, no, no. of the moment. I, I know. And, and, and it was. That, that shot, I don't know if it is a specific frame in any of these books. Neither do, neither do I. I just I like the way the visual looked coming in there and hearing his voice right. from behind it, and seeing and imagining like seeing it from that perspective. I just thought was interesting, and I think he and it's indicative of the work that's right. in these. Books and he exactly, and he feels to me, anyways, toned down a little bit this season and a little bit more like I don't know. I just enjoy him more this season than last season. His his performance and it, it may be a, a little bit like you like I'm accepting you calling me on my Stockholm actors bullshit right here that I'm like finding the pearls and the shit here but it's okay I'll find some pearls and shit yeah and that's just it for the most part we haven't had a whole lot of Negan this season as compared to last season they're not ramming him down our throat right and I'm but as far as I'm concerned almost everything out of his mouth is more of the same. This was a little bit more interesting of a way because he comes off threatening and menacing, and also he comes off at the same time as being someone who's praising Eugene a little bit. And and that's a part of Negan that we haven't seen one shred of. Even, yes, even in the scene with him and fucking Morgan, and I'll confess, I'll confess that I cheat on my fucking wife. Eugene, oh, I, I mean, me. Gabriel. What did I call him this time? <laughs> you called him Morgan again. Dar- oh, Johnny Rico God says, Daryl <laughs> is the worst right-hand man. Way to ruin a well-thought-out plan made by Rick. Cadigat says, Daryl just doesn't give a shit anymore. He just does his thing his way. Uh, Daryl and Tara just fucked up the whole plan, says Vern. Did, Chuck- they, did they fuck it up? Come on. Negan, Come is, on. Like, Negan like, is like, Tony. You don't see any dead bodies outside the building. <laughs> Negan so, is- oh, did somebody, like, maybe Rick's thinking somebody led them all away but didn't they funnel all in they like, did and the, the, 
years now. Not and down. we'll get we'll get to that in the end of the episode. The the uh, they they theoretically killed them all. I guess Chalkboy Negan is like Tony Soprano. Just when you start liking him, he does something that makes you hate him. Cadigan says, "Yep, I'm a comic reader. The writers have not done justice to the comics. I've been let down." Felicia says, "I want to see Pats and Philly the Super Bowl." Uh, Kim says, "Just joining." So, what did you guys think of the big shocking thing that Talking Dead keeps talking about? Kim Parker, I talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast. I'll mention it for a second here. I. I'm re- I'm excited for something big to happen in The Walking Dead. I always go into watching an episode, contrary to popular belief, I always go into an episode of The Walking Dead wanting to like what I watch and wanting to be surprised and thrown off. My only problem with it isn't what's going to happen in the show. This has nothing it's to do with the show itself. That is that knowing that something's coming? Why tell us? We already know that mid-season finales and premieres, that's like that false hype. Like, like at the end of last season when some people were disappointed with the finale of last season. They kept saying, well, the 100th episode is going to be fucking crazy. Don't worry about the 100th. The 100th episode is going to be insane. Things are going to happen you'll never believe. And then we, our next season is going to be all out war. It's going to be insane. And they hyped that season like that. And it hasn't been this. So every time they say that, okay, a shocking death. The shocking death. We'll talk a little bit about this at the end, and we'll kind of put this out and put a Joe Stress in this about what we think this shocking death is going to be. It Are means, we sure it's a shocking death or just a shocking thing? A sh- they say something shocking is going to be happening on The Walking Dead next Darryl's week. Daryl's dead. Daryl's dead. Carl's maybe dead. Uh, nope, Daryl's dead. You think Daryl's dead? Daryl's dead. That's the shocking thing. They're setting it up. Daryl's, Daryl's uh, to take a line from Godless, Daryl's lost his shadow. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll drive the truck in there. You know, it is worth losing me. Joe, uh, Joe, I think we might be on to something because if Daryl dies, it's the ultimate proof of what... It's the only shocking thing. No, but it's the ultimate proof of what I said earlier that Rick's always right. Like, that if Daryl dies because he fucked up this plan, then... It's even more proof that Rick trust the Ricker. Yeah, I believe in Rick Grimes. Don't believe in anybody else. So, uh, so very possible. Uh, maybe we'll get multiple shocking deaths in this finale. Maybe they'll trim some of the fat off that. Maybe we'll get a great episode. My uh, only, you know, I don't even think it's going to be a death. We'll we'll wait to see, and we'll talk about next week a little bit more at the end of the podcast. But ultimately, my biggest problem with it is why tell us and why hype it on the Talking Dead over and over again about a shocking death. Just let the audience experience it, and like because you because they're losing ratings, and they want to get out there in the news entertainment news cycle and get people talking about the shocking thing and get more eyes on the season finale because The Walking Dead is still getting amazing good ratings, but it is bleeding ratings. People are watching this more in DVR, less people are thinking about it as appointment viewing, as a few shows you need to watch right when it airs. A lot more people are just going to binge watch the season and not do that as much because The Walking Dead, because I don't think it's crap on a stick as maybe Joe thinks at times, but it's no longer a show that you have to watch at at, at live and make sure you uh, talk about it right afterwards that something crazy is going to happen something awesome is going to happen it's a show that you could binge and probably would be better on a binge watch you wouldn't be as I wouldn't be as critical of this if I was binge watching a whole season of it and because then you could quickly kind of go into the next episode go into the next episode so let's continue back in there we get Negan and uh, the, sh- the shot Negan and Gabriel here so pooling organized exactly Cadigan. that's why they're putting it out there the walking dead's losing ratings and they want to be like something that they they said it in the uh 
at the end of the preview for next week. Something you'll be talking about afterwards. Tune in live for the thing you'll be talking about afterwards. Don't hype something like that. Over-expectations of shit is the worst thing you can do. So now it's like, oh, something's got to be shocking. Oh my gosh, what's going to be shocking? And they're fooling us. We're falling for the shell game here. That they're going to like, and it's going to be like, oh my goodness, uh, and it's not even going to be Daryl or something. It's going to be something uh, even less ridiculous. It's going to be like Aaron dies or something. Oh my gosh, Aaron dies and the baby dies too or something. I don't know. Midnight chat attack says, if Carl dies, I told you so. Great to see Nick Diaz in the live motherfucking chat. Lots of love to Nick. Awesome job last week. Can't wait to have Nick back on later. So, uh, and the second half of the season. So anyway, so we get Negan with a back shot of Lucille. It's a really good angle. Joe's taking a shot to try to deal with talking about this show for another hour. And, and Negan does not want to see him get eaten. And Negan says, this is about organizing strength. You're the smart one. That spectacular mullet. And, uh, then Negan talks to him a little bit more and he says, listen, buddy, listen, buddy, buddy. Going for a handshake. I thought this was a funny moment. Again, I'm picking for good moments here and there. I like when Eugene shows his uh, shows his submission to Negan when Negan shake, goes to shake his hands and he kisses his hand. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a funny moment. Didn't you think that moment was hilarious, Joe? No, I saw it coming. You didn't see it coming? It wasn't completely obvious that he was going to say that? That he was going to pull his hand away and be like, Ugh. I thought he was going to say some sort of like homophobic slur or some shit like that or homo hate slur or whatever it's called. I don't know. I'm surprised. Just bad shit. Like, <laughs> sure, 30 year old writing. Bad writing. Bad fucking writing. Shake your finger when you say that at the at the screen. Go, bad writing. That's a, that's a bad writing. Bad, bad. bad. Oh. No, it doesn't. Bad. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Joe. So we come. Bad. We come back in, and this is what I'm talking about, and I think Nick was talking a little bit about this last week. We get very, very, very sad music here. Listen to this sad music. This is just Eugene doing science stuff. It almost sounds like that uh, that classical tune. I don't even know what it's called, but it's, it's just so... And it gets weirder, too. It gets kind of cool at some point, but I don't think it helps. I think some of the choices that they're doing with sound design in The Walking Dead hurts the tone of it because it makes everything seem a little dark and mysterious and, and sad and low. And I just don't think you need that, especially again in a Eugene episode. It should be funnier music, dodo music. Like he's foolish. Like, do, 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 do. Like, if you wanted to do a comedy Eugene episode, like, do it surreal, surreal style that shit up. Add a laugh track somehow or something like that and have Eugene walk in. And I'm not even fucking kidding. I'm maybe a little drunk, but I'm not fucking kidding. Like, like, go full out here. Have, like, have, like, Negan's harem following him around. Negan's harem dressed like the, the addicted to love video. Your mother's what, well, face it, you're addicted. They're all dressed in that same outfit, like all, like, uh, the stage uh, gear, like the prop stage gear and, and all black and stuff. But if you want to go that all out, like, like, make it funny. But you have, you play this, like, deep music with Eugene on a Eugene episode. I mean, <sighs> Like, was supposed to, like, care about what the fuck this guy thinks all of a sudden. Like, does he really have, like, 
Do they sell the Eugene mullet in stores and I just haven't seen it yet? Like people love them that much. That, like, I want to be clear though. The music is really well done. I'm not shitting on the sound design. I just think it clashes with the scene. What's, but that's just it. That means the music is not really well done. If you put the wrong music on the wrong scene, that means bad music. That means bad soundtrack to what you're watching. Like you don't put like when you see the fucking little girl in red run across Schindler's list screen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't fucking fit. Bad music choice. Bad fucking soundtrack. Appropriate music for appropriate scene. Like, that's like a newscaster. Like, like oh, you know, to you know, seventeen people died in a car crash today. But now over to the weatherman who's dressed up in for Halloween costume as fucking like. <laughs> you know a, teenage, an auto wreck or something i was gonna say a teenage mutant ninja turtle but yeah the same thing same thing as an auto wreck as as the shocker or something like that it, it's just Cadigate says it perfect in the chat the music this season and last season has just been a little odd to me it's it's almost like the person designing the music and i don't know names uh, if it's uh bear mccree mccreary uh if that's who atari dad i think uh, i think is should be working on a better show <laughs> for yeah. the for the design that for the, the music he's do he's doing should be he should be working on Better Call Saul or something like that or he should be because I think I think I like some of the stuff he's doing but it's almost like he's he's not doing what's right for The Walking Dead because he's doing something a little bit more complex for the scenes or maybe he's being a, suggested to do something like that but I like the music I just I listen to it on its own but I don't like it within the scene. See, I didn't have a problem with the music or the scene accompanying any of the music. I just thought the bulk of the scenes were shit. Like, okay. really shit. Like, I felt like a half an hour had gone by, and I had watched rehash scenes of the last episodes or more. Like, Oh, really? Oh. Of, they put the A on the trailer, like like that's like one of those lost moments like it was an a on the trailer at the fucking terminus it was an a it, there. it's it all connected a, joe a, it's all connected a, a, atari a. dad he did the music for the angry video game nerd let me take you back to the path i've i've seen this i love james rolf i'm a huge fucking fan i've seen every episode of uh almost everything cinemasker's ever put out so uh lots of love that's fucking that's that's good to know they, uh, what do the numbers mean? Thank you for that. Uh, what were the numbers? 10, 13, 18, 26, 30, 30. What does that mean? Uh, so we come back in, and Eugene's doing science stuff, fixing, the, fixing a boombox, heading into the basement, looking in the coffin. He goes, he creeps over to it, and it's going to open, and he quickly flashes to Michael Burnham, screaming in her Vulcan pun far. Oh, wait, she's not a Vulcan, but whatever. As a, as a walker, he opens, finds nothing but Sasha's iPod, and he's upset to think about Sasha. So then we go back to Morgan again in the catbird seed, seeing more. Uh, we see Michonne very unhappy, feels like being out of place. I thought from a acted out scene, the actress that plays Michonne did a really good job in this moment because I've been Michonne in this car, driving off with uh, some kids that you don't want to necessarily be in the car with, and you're in the center getting ready to do some fucking shitty shit, and you're like, why am I in this position right now? I got to get the fuck out of this car. I don't. I think Michonne, if she felt this way, probably should have left with Rosita because what she's going to do, walk home. Now she just walks home alone, injured with the sword. Like, I guess the walker's really on a problem. But uh, so... But she's very unhappy. I thought the scene did well in what it was trying to, to dictate that Michonne felt uncomfortable. She plays sad and brooding really well. And uh, then Daryl and Michonne have a scene where Daryl's like, uh, 
where Michonne is is basically like, I can't be here because it's too dangerous. And again, when we see the plan, it doesn't well, necessarily this. match up to what Michonne's saying here. Let's let's hear. Came here because I wanted to see things for myself. I wanted to know that things were gonna work. But you know what? Hey, Sam, welcome. I don't get to know that. None of us do. What I do know is that things are working now. So maybe we just need to trust that things are going to keep working because... So what, things well, are working now. What does that mean, so Joe? Rick Tell me what that means. Rick was supposed to be gone for a day and a half to try to get these uh, garbage people. Rick was supposed to be gone for this long. That, so the plan is working. Okay. Yeah. Because then why did you need to go to plan B if the plan is working? The plan is working... And part of that plan was, you know, lose an entire one third of your fighting force. The entire, not just like a third split up over all the groups, but an entire battle battalion got decimated. Why the didn't they just working. all show up? They let the walkers out and then, then everyone meet up at. The, I'm sorry, my brain's gonna fucking. You had to explode. get the guns. You had to get the guns. The big gap. Why? Gun. Why? Because if those made it back, if they had shown up in that truck to this two behind you with those Gatling guns, Fair. you'd be fucked. Okay, so you need to go on that mission. But why again I ask, why didn't you shoot Negan or do your challenge Negan one on one plan? Because you had a you had to show him that you had power over him. So okay, and I there get were other groups, and the other groups they killed off like a whole group, and then they took another whole group captive. So you did need these three different you did need multiple fronts, multiple uh, spots of attack. You know, you needed this plan. But when one third of your force, when one whole battalion gets wiped out, one whole fighting force from one whole town gets fucking decimated like that. And you had to go to plan B and Rick disappears for, like I said, at least 16 to 24 hours, you know, time to make plan C start happening. You still have the advantage at this point. You've still wiped out the other the other, all the peripheral support that Negan had, you still have them locked in that building. If you do manage to get them to come and wave a fucking white flag, that means you have to clear out the saviors, uh, the, the path for them, which also puts you in a dangerous situation for them to continue the fight. So no, plan C, Daryl's plan, good plan, do it, go for it. It's now, that's the time. This is the, it makes logical sense to me. I don't know. I I might be wrong. I'm not like a zombie battle planner, but like, hey, you be my I'm zombie. Certainly not fucking. <laughs> you be my zombie planner. And Kyote in the live motherfucking chat. Sam, lots of love. Lots of love to everyone that's joining us tonight and everyone that's checking this out at a later date. Please let us know in the comment section and make sure if you're enjoying this video, you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the channel with a friend. Help us keep growing, everybody, as and join us or join me. I don't know what Joe's schedule is on Wednesday to uh, talk some Vikings. Uh, do you have Wednesday night? You'll be okay. Joe will be on Wednesday at 1030 p.m. to talk vikings that'll be the next time we're on and then i will be on probably friday afternoon and i don't know if joe's around no i, 
he might be around, but if Joe's around Friday afternoon to talk about the Orville series, uh, season one, because the series season finale of Orville is on Thursday, maybe Thursday night, either Thursday night or Friday afternoon. I'll talk to Joe about that afterwards to see when is when is uh, easy. I think Friday probably would be better for him. So uh, let's continue with this. And uh, so then our next thing we get is the red machete. And uh, we see some dude listening to music, and uh, some dude gets killed and by a wolf. He dies. He dies. <laughs> That's it. He wraps some tape. Oh, he taped taped up the red machete with red tape. Yeah, he taped up with he some red red machete. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So compelling. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. I hope the little girl comes and gets her machete back. Oh, it's so. Yeah. Oh, it's just so awesome. It really like these. The webisodes used to be good. Now these in between commercial webisodes, it's just fucking. It's how many Keep them where they should be off the off the fucking. You're just wasting our time. The problem that, is that two minutes and the extra two minutes of commercials at the end, three minutes of commercials at the end, pushed us into ten oh four. Like, come on. It, the pro the problem asshole. is they have to, and we talk about this a lot. And this this uh, people probably getting sick of us hearing us talking about this, but. AMC during The Walking Dead has literally, literally, I'm not making this up, three or four different commercials for The Walking Dead as part of The Walking Dead experience. We get The Walking Dead, you know, do story sync. We get The Talking Dead pop-ins. We get The Whole Talking Dead, which literally has turned into an hour of promotion commercial. of a commercial for The Walking Dead. Then we get the machete thing now, which is basically just, again, like, really not a lot of time and efforts put into making this. And it's just, like, more promotion. And then one or two commercial spots, like, whether it be AT&T or Coke, or it's not Coke, but it's like... like Brought it's, to you by Coke Up Your Nose. Right, it's so, it's something, and more commercials are doing this now. Uh, the CW superhero shows, I know you don't watch them, but they do this too, where right after the, the episode goes to commercial, they'll do a scene in the show universe that's a commercial, almost like it's, you know, Jackie Gleason coming off the honeymoon set and going, yeah, smoke Laramie cigarettes, you know, something like that. Like there's more of that. There's a couple of moments in each Walking Dead episode where a commercial is Walking Dead focused, where it's like, don't let the zombies get you. Make sure you get your AT&T or your uh, Amazon uh, Fire notebook that will help you in the zombie apocalypse and fight the zombie apocalypse with this with this Facebook game that you're with the, uh, the mobile game. Make sure you download yeah. it. Make Make sure you watch Robert Kirkman's uh, comic book show. Make sure you watch Norman Reedus on motorcycles. Make sure you watch this. It's like 10 or 15 commercials for The Walking Dead in The Walking Dead. And I know that's just merchandising, merchandising. We're the real money of the, the thing. But it's it's so ridiculous. It's it's almost gotten the Star Wars levels, you know, of like of exploitation, of ridiculosity. I accept it with Star Wars because it's been that way my whole life. But The Walking Dead is like almost reaching that point. It's like so to crazy it, to watch it like uh, develop to that. The only thing I can I, I, like it can't. I guess I guess there were those middle three that other trilogy from Star Wars that almost killed the marketing <laughs> but, but still even with those other three you got like a whole cartoon franchise that a lot of people consider some of the best with like the clone yeah. war cartoons and all those spin-off series from that which kept going. a lot of toys going which kept a lot of the canon going even though a lot of that yeah. got dispelled by when jj took over but still it was a lot of that 
like the, the cartoon, the an anime stuff, the animation stuff, that's what kept Star Wars going. And a lot of that is based off the prequels. So at least the prequels did that. They kept Star Wars relevant for a few years. But anyways, we'll be talking a lot more Star Wars in a couple of weeks. Uh, anyways, Eugene makes some sort of hand glider remote control thing. That definitely looks cool to play with. And oh, and this is so fucking Audio stupid. Transcription. Emergency oh. operations manual. First entry. Countermeasure approach. Have a good night, Sam. Fence incursion. High pop of undead. Get 40, 50 deep to the former fence. Note to accompany schematics for audio glider emergency Like binders. Stranger Things music in the background. Audio right. And again, I'm not shitting on the music. I, I'd listen to this music. I'd watch this music on a different show. I just don't think it jives with what's going on on screen necessarily and i don't know if that's direction how what the music they're trying or and again i don't want to because i do you were saying black sales a couple of other shows this guy's worked on like i definitely i like this music i think it's well-made music i just don't think it's fits eugene doing techno babble here this is pretty cool though and i'm i'm overly critical of that because i think because i you know have have fantasies that I can make music. So Eugene makes some sort of little toy that he's going to fly up, but someone grabs him and turns him around. We eventually find out, find out it's Dwight. Obviously but, Dwight. So we go over to Tara, who's driving. and It would have been nice if it had been any other fucking person in the Savior group than Dwight. Someone else that's like, fuck these people. Cat that doesn't want to, you know, that's like, it would have been nice, but they couldn't even give us that. They had to make it Dwight. And Dwight has to be such a fucking moron. He holds a gun to him and says, don't do it. Don't do it or I'll kill you. Oh, I told you all you had to do is just fucking be on the winning side. You didn't have to do nothing. And now you can do this. Don't do it. I like, love, I love how just walk forward and step on the stupid fucking Joe. I love how you, why made... not just push him into the fuck off the roof? And and go about your fucking business. Like, oops, the fucker slipped. Joe, he I may be a brain, but he's not a fucking cat to be out on the fucking ledge of the of the building. Joe, I love how your impression of Dwight is making him Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 Adrian, I mean, yo, Eugene, I'm gonna fight the fight. And that would have been interesting, Joe. Yeah, or push, or DJ, like I was saying it just as you were saying, or push Eugene off the building. Yeah. It, 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 this kind of standoff would have made a little bit more sense if it was anybody but Dwight. Dwight already had this conversation with him. Dwight already told him all he has to do is do nothing. And Dwight sees that he's not doing nothing. Dwight should have pushed him off the fucking roof. Dwight didn't have to discharge his gun. Dwight could have just stepped on the fucking plane. Dwight should have just pushed him off the fucking roof. Stupid. You and uh, you and DJ Better are are stuck in a time in a causality loop right now. Third time Joe and I said what I was typing, DJ. You uh, that means you are the most right person on this podcast. If you're inside <laughs> Joe's mind, according to Joe, Atari Dad says Star Wars toys have been suffering uh, massively lately. Department stores everywhere still have a hard time selling the Force Awakens merch three years later, and they and there's so much more now. I I'll talk about that more when we get into Star Wars um, talk in a little bit, but. Uh, but yeah, I'll hold off on that because I do have a lot to say about Star Wars stuff. So, uh, so Eugene's trying to say, "I'm trying to save people," says Eugene. Now listen, I'm trying to save people. Listen, I'm attempting to save people, Dwight. And killing me is killing a great many innocents. And I am Negan. So he basically calls Dwight out on his bluff here, and. And, uh, and sets the thing off, but Dwight goes, oh, 
Yo, Adrian, I got smart. I can shoot the thing down. And they have like a moment where it looks like it's working. Dun, 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 dun. You broke my freaking joint. <laughs> oh my gosh. Any shots. Yeah, Joe's fucking your thoughts right now, DJ. Joe can read our thoughts. Don't make fun of Joe's Dwight impression, Phil. Your Jack, Lee, your Jack Lee Gleason impression was a fucking pirate. Arr! Alice to the moon, me laddies. Arr! Arr, me laddies. You're going to the moon. I love Atari Dad calling me out of that. That's fucking great. Lots of love to Atari Dad on that one. Two points. Atari Dad gets a spin of the wheel for that one. I love that. So uh, we are all oh, Joe. Funny, we might get we might get something fun here on the spin of the wheel. Oh, we got Joe doing impression. So uh, Joe. Uh, okay, this is my impression of Phil doing an impression of Jackie Gleason. Arr, to the moon, Alice, <laughs> Joe, do do your do your do your Negan impression. Uh. uh, uh. I don't, I'm not a psycho. I don't know how to do psycho. I can't do that. Uh, I, uh, oh, Joe, Joe. Carl. <laughs> make me, sp <laughs> make me spaghetti, Carl. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Here's my impression of Eugene, okay? I like two taters and two taters by four taters <laughs> and when four taters is five taters and i can get six taters out of all my taters and then i can be the shit in the tater stew that's like you morgan oh actually i might be a pie tater a pie shit tater pie stew or maybe even tater poop pie Mm, Joe, your your scream, Mary B's dog. <laughs> that was awesome, by the way, Joe. And Mary B's dog didn't really like your scream. Your your your. Apologize to the puppy. I'm feeling a little bit drunk. I Apologize think. to the puppy. Damn it, Joe. I'm sorry. I, I am very sorry. Holy, I mean, poochie, poochie, poochie. We got the walking <laughs> mat. We got the walking mat in the live chat. I found this on a website. Mid-season finale. Rick's visions of the future and better life gets messed up when his love life gets taken over. And Negan shows Rick how things gotta be. <laughs> He's gonna. We're gonna see some Barry White music. We're gonna see some fucking uh, some amazing shit. There's gonna be a uh, where, where's the where's the song? We're gonna hear, we're gonna hear this song with. Uh... Oh yeah, Negan. Hey Negan, come over here. It's gonna be great. So Eugene does it, and Dwight uh, shoots it down. We also see Eugene trying to say, I'm trying to save people. And uh, Daryl makes his move. Dwight shoots down the glider. We also have the attack, and Morgan's sniping folks. Tara's doing her thing. Daryl's driving. Eugene's hiding, excuse me, hiding on a roof. Daryl's driving through walkers. It was kind of cool. It's a cool visual of him crashing, but I like how somehow cars have adapted to walkers. That, you know, it used to be that you could drive through, like, one or two walkers and then your car gets all kind of got clogged with the guts and shit. Now, Daryl can kind of just ram through as many walkers as he well, wants. Well, that's a big truck. That's a, a Fair. garbage truck. Fair. I'm being nitpicky there. So, he crashes it through. But that also went through the wall of the factory. <laughs> Wait, was that some George Michael Sachs action? It also says, Rick kills Rick. Love love you know what, know what she rapes Rick. Fucking Rick is dirty. Rick should watch out with Rick walking, Matt. George Michael Sachs action. Puppy forgives you, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, the porn music's playing. It's always playing. It's always somewhere. There's always a little bit of porn music playing somewhere in my head. Who doesn't love porn music? So, Daryl drives through the walkers, and it was There's real. There's no such thing as porn music anymore. They don't play music in porn. 
Yeah, that that just to hear music. You want to hear? Oh, 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 don't do that, Joe. No. Yeah, I know. Porn music is more of like a '70s cliche in a lot of ways. So, Daryl, I'm a little buzzed too, Joe. So, Daryl's driving through the walk because it was cool. He crashes through it, and Morgan lets him, leads him out. He's like, go to the left. It's a really easy out. Then it's a lot of attack. It's really a lot of fun right, in this There's nobody. Go, go get south. Turn around and run. How about that? He was literally just drove through that street, Morgan. Morgan. The 10 feet, he's standing there in the middle of the street, not running because he literally just drove past this. Like three seconds ago, he saw no zombies there. He saw none. He knows where his clear path is. Clear. Fucking unreal. So Eugene's losing his shit and Dwight frightens him off. They keep coming and it's a great waste of bullets as they all gang up at the bottom of the stairs and they shoot all the walkers. So then we go over to get, uh, we go over to the big scene. This whole all lead up, lead up to finally, uh, ultimately Eugene coming to this moment with father Gabriel. Where he just comes to him and he starts yelling at him. Nearly be on board with your plan. Right, because your is declined. And will not end up like Sasha or you. You both made your choices. What I imagine most will calculate is the right thing. Rolled your D20s and came up dead. Seemingly soon to be. I cannot do the same. Now judge me if you choose. But I'm seeing 20 for 20. I'm feeling 10 for 10. I'm receiving 5 by 5. Just staying safe means staying alive. And I'm A-OK with doing whatever it takes What's to lock that down. What's 5 by 5? I don't know. It was kind of poetic, though. So but no, no, I understand it. the like the first two I understood. I'm feeling ten to ten. All right, yeah, it means you're feeling good. And what was the first one? Like, should we rewind? <laughs> do, we, do we have to do yeah, it? Yeah, I want to. Let me I see. If, let, me, let me see if I can figure out how to just rewind a little bit. That damn ten, I'm gonna be. I cannot do the same. Now judge me if you choose, but I'm seeing twenty for twenty. I'm feeling ten okay, for ten. Yeah. I'm receiving I five by five. To stay safe means staying alive, and I'm a okay oh, with doing whatever it takes to lock that down. I think he just wanted it for the rhyme. So I will obey Negan. I will not cover for anyone's you I think he just wanted to rhyme, and so he had to say five by five to say staying alive. So it's like when you know you have one rhyme built in your rhyme. Uh, when you're, you're a dude, it's like, I want to go back, forth, upstairs, everywhere I go. want to go back to a dance with a hoe. Talking about my brain is going to get insane because i got to go back and go and go cane. Like, I think he's just like making up words that rhyme in that like, moment. Why don't just walk in and say, fuck you, Negan, and shoot him, or just not walk in? Like, if you... Go, I, why do you have to go tell him? Why do you have to go tell him? Why do you have to go like yell and scream about a possible plot you were concocting behind everybody's back from the room? He has to monologue. For anyone to fucking hear. It's just stupid and it's a waste of fucking time and it's a waste of all of our fucking lives. Like it's horrible fucking writing. It really is. It's another one of those fucking scenes where it's tell me, don't show me because our audience is too stupid to fucking get it or we don't know how to write this in a show us, don't tell us. Show us, don't tell us, don't go to hell us. You know, no, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, yeah, now I want to do the Eugene rhyme on everything. Yeah. Season up damn well, make sure that Dr. Carson stays cozy, comfy right here in case I ever require healing expertise. And I won't feel bad about it because I will survive. I will survive. My biological imperative. It's all I know how to do. I do want to say one thing and almost echo what you said earlier. Whether I like how the seasons are plotted out, and I think the more I examine it, the more I think 
it's even less the episode by episode writing that bothers me. I think it's how the seasons are plotted out at the core of, because, and we talk about this a lot. I want The Walking Dead to get better. I want to be, because I'm going to keep watching the show. Uh, people, I know some people that are watching us at this point are probably like, Joe and Phil, you hate the show. Fuck you guys. Just don't watch the show anymore. I'm not going to stop watching it. I still have hope for this show to have go into a good arc somewhere around the lines. What I think the show it's needs. Possible, it's possible. It's possible. It loses me in an off season. Fair enough. I do, no, and, and it's possible that if if we decided to do season reviews of this show instead of episode reviews of this show, would you be angry? Um, yes, because I, I enjoy doing right. our podcast. We would we would still go live Sunday nights. I mean, we're we're not we gonna would need a different show, right? On Sunday, we're not Sunday gonna night, we're sorry. not gonna not do The Walking Dead. But my point it my point is we're going to keep doing The Walking Dead. We both like the show enough to want to talk about it. Whoa, whoa, my microphone's getting weird. So all of a sudden, you just got all opera hall. Did I get all opera hall? Katie is doing a shot. Okay. Weird. What the fuck just happened? Sorry, my microphone got weird here all of a sudden. Water. It's going weird. It's I'm I'm going into ludicrous speed. I just got really, really loud. Joe, take over the show for a second here. I'm pouring tequila, dude. You How need, do you expect me to You need to take You need to take over the show. I'm, I'm losing my shit. I'm I, my my whole thing is all fucked up now. All of a sudden. Check check check. Am I better now? <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but some something changed with my setup, and I'm I sound really weird right now, and I don't hear Joe. Having some technical difficulties right now. Let me go to Joe. Sorry, everybody, for the uh, technical difficulties right now. Does anybody hear me? I, no, I, I hear you. I'm sorry. I'm, Joe's getting fucked up tonight. Uh, I don't know if anyone hears me right now. And hear you. you hear me? Too loud. I'm too loud all of a sudden. I sound like... Too loud. You're fine. I sound like opera? No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm fine. They don't care what you sound like as long as you make a noise, Phil. I guess. Joe, take over the the run. Someone hacked okay. me. So where were we? So uh, Eugene and Negan. Uh, let's see. Let's let me go. Oh, is it, this the? Oh yeah. So Eugene gets foiled on the fucking rooftop, and he goes and runs to his fucking mummy. And mummy's like, "Oh, you're the fucking best, Eugene." You're like the man here. You're going to get us out of this because none of us have lived in the fucking zombie apocalypse for the last two fucking years and know how to deal with fucking walkers. You, you can only fucking deal with them if they're coming right at us instead of just standing on the other side of a wall. Like really stupid that they're all fucking caught in there. Really stupid that they didn't have another way out of this fucking building. Just really stupid all around. Stupid. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who's more stupid in this situation. Them for staying in the building 
or us for staying as viewers. <laughs> now, I, I called myself out. What can I say? What can I say at this point? Really, honestly, what can I fucking say at this point? For most of this episode, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to go sit in front of my computer for Phil to call me. Because most of the episode was fucking trash. It was, it was horrible shit that we have seen over and over and over again. They even had to, it was just last season. It was in the second half of last season where Rick went and fought fucking and they give it to us again in the first half of this season. Rick gets to go fight Trash Monster, part two of the Thunderdome, all over again. And so he bests the two people that happen to be there. Everybody comes running over with guns, and none of them shoot this fucking idiot. None of check, them shoot check, check. fucking Rick after he gets up off the ground and shakes Trash Lady's hand. Like, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Shoot him four times in the legs. Like, if he's coming asking for your help, you don't have the fucking... They don't have the numbers. Um, is, it, is it any better, Joe? And nobody shoots Trash Lady for being a shitty leader. Like, K Katie Crow just gave me that. And I didn't even think of that. Why didn't, like... Like, if he had fed her face to the fucking trash monster, I'm sure half the people would have been like, oh, thank God that woman was so fucking tedious. And fucking, ah, she made me pose nude for her one more time. I don't know what it was she stuck up my ass last time, but it felt all splintery. Damn it. That lady's fucking weird, dude. And then she doesn't even cuddle afterwards. She just, like, throws a fucking rubbery apron at me and says, get dressed. I have clothes, lady. <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. I think I might be a little bit better now. Sorry. Uh, much better. Sorry about that, everybody. I don't know what the fuck happened there. I had sort of had a schizoid embolism of sound disaster. So I apologize to anybody for that. And thank you, Joe, for taking over the motherfucking show and fucking laying the shit down for some people right there. And I'm going to take a fucking drink. Woohoo! Mm. What the fuck was going on there? That was some weird shit going on there for a little bit better. So, uh, so sorry about that, everybody. Still getting used to the new setup. So, uh, so yeah, he goes over there and has a conversation with Father Gabriel, and this fucking bullshit happens. Goes over there and has a conversation. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I think I know what happened, actually. Oh, thank you, Walking, walking Matt. So he goes over to talk to Father Gabriel. He says, motherfucker, I am Negan. So Eugene and Negan talk, and uh, Joe talked a little bit about this before, but they have a plan together, and they're going to talk. Even with shot discipline, NP and Q mining. Can my bullet maker fill my guns back up? If you give my machines to me or me to my machines, that is an affirmative. You do realize the storm of shit I'm going to dump on Rick soon as I am clear of the shit storm he dumped on. So a couple things I want to ask no, you. I thought you were going to go over there and fucking jerk him off in front all over Maggie's face for him. What? No, I'm not aware, Negan. I'm not aware that you beat two of my fucking friends' heads in. Oh, my fucking God, Negan. Please 
Tell me again how fucking crazy and stupid you are. I don't think I can fucking remember because I hear it out of your mouth. Every time you open your fucking mouth, there's not a single thing that comes out that's not just fucking lunatic. No, Negan, please. Please, Negan, tell me again. Tell me again how much you're going to fucking rape Rick in the fucking ass and smack around the fucking <laughs> lady. I don't understand, Negan. Please, please. Put your fucking bat in my face because I haven't ever seen fucking barbed wire or fucking Louisville sluggers before. Oh my fucking god. Vegan, I heard jocks in high school talk fucking worse shit than you. You are fucking tired. You are fucking stupid. You fucking ignorant fucking cock fucking fucking writing assholes on The Walking Dead that keep trying to feed us this adolescent bullshit like it makes him a hard fucking man that everybody's supposed to be afraid of. I'm sorry, Glock and Smith and Wesson make you not afraid of fucking big talkers. That's why they have 15 fucking bullets in it. That's why you just fucking unload your clip and you don't shoot your one magic bullet at Negan's fucking head. Sorry, that's so fucking stupid. This Joe rant is brought to you by Amazon. If you want to buy an Amazon link, if you want to buy Amazon anything on Amazon, please use our Amazon link. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Mandela says, "I fucking love Joe." We need to shut the fuck up, Joe. There show, showed up just. E Martinez has showed up just in time for a Joe rant. Holy shit! Uh, Vargas says, honestly, I don't watch anymore, but I tune in every Sunday to see Joe whinging about this fucking show. Uh, fucking great stuff. And thank you to everyone that's tuning in tonight to join us for this silliness. Felicia's laughing. Uh, Ian says, that was a proper rant. Uh, fucking great stuff. Uh, <laughs> Nick Diaz laughing your ass. Oh, God damn it, Joe. Even Gary Aiken is proud of your fucking rant right there. Uh, Nick spit out his water. That shit's fucking great. <laughs> Lots of funny stuff there. And I'm sure it's not the last of the evening, everybody. Let me, uh, I want to turn this light a little bit. There we go. So uh, Eugene and uh, and Negan, he has a plan. He's gonna make bullets. How important? I'm gonna uh, let's let's play the rest of this. Oh. So Eugene and Negan, they have a plan. So then the dawns go, and Eugene has a topper. He, he basically Eugene has an opportunity to talk to Negan. He goes, "I have one last thing I got to tell you." And then all of his captains come in and. And Eugene has an opportunity to out Dwight, but for some reason he chooses not to. Joe, how do you feel about Eugene's decision not to out Dwight in this moment? Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Absolutely fucking stupid. Couldn't get any stupider. Why not just out him? <clears throat> you got no balls? You got to change a heart again this episode? Man, that wasn't even worth the fucking wind. My fucking burp just blew up. Never mind the sentences I'm speaking. <laughs> like, just like everything about I. What do I feel about anything that this show has had to offer in this episode? It's all trash. It's all just straight fucking trash. So to you, this episode, th this episode was one of one of. Uh... This whole season is it's on par with the season. It's on par with the season. Do you think this season in general is better than last year, or are you just more I mean, the same? Last year, the first half of last year was the dumpster, right? Uh no, that was season six. Last season was season seven. Uh, 
what what was season seven was like like the tiger leaping out sasha dying yeah the re- yeah basically that the reaction to negan instituting his claim spaghetti him coming there eating spaghetti the introduction to the kingdom everyone oh, yeah. get everyone Tower. gathering Tower. to get yeah every oceanside people everyone gathering together to uh to yeah. decide to fight negan to me season okay. seven of the walking dead is the worst season eight is a good deal better than season seven in my opinion this is no better this is no better this is no better than that uh that has the shark jump moment so as far as I'm concerned, anything leading up to fucking uh, Glenn under the dumpster is decent. Is season six rising, is still rising in the arc. That was season, that was halfway through season six. Okay, right. Okay, great. And so everything post that moment has been downhill. There hasn't been there hasn't been any lift back up. From now, there. my it question, really the one thing it's, I want, Joe, most you can say it's, it's riding a, a smooth plane. Now, Joe, the one it question hasn't. I have to ask, cause I agree with you. The one question I have to ask you though, is it us or is it the show? Is it Why that? Would it be us? I know. I, I'm just asking the question. I, is, well, is, is, is it, is it that, that thing that happened on the show, the fuck up. And when it ultimately came down that, or is it this whole Negan arc that just sucks? This whole Negan arc, they have the the whole Negan arc, they have made it suck. They've made him a completely one-dimensional character with a, a, a veiled attempt at opening him up a little and in a moment that's far too late for that. You already you with the amount of hours you gave us of these <laughs> stupid fucking ne- Negan speeches. <laughs> Look in the chat for a second, Joe. It's the show. It's <laughs> it is definitely the show. Like you can't, you can't. It could be both. Cabinet. Today's view, it's not. It's not, and I'll tell you why. Today's viewer is not the viewer of the 1980s, right? Watch Hunter. Watch any police drama of the 1980s. Jake and, and the Fat NY, Man. Then watch NYPD Blue. Then watch most of the Law and Order run. Watch a lot of these other shows. Like the Wire. TV has cha- the Wire. Thank you. Uh, watch, watch. Uh, what was what was there was Wise Guys, right? That was a big uh, '80s, early '90s drama for for uh, for mob. Yeah, Jake and the Fat Man, Re- Re- Remington Steel, and shit like that. That right. was famous there at the time. Like TV has changed. It's matured quite a lot. They still use a lot of the TV tropes in a lot of the series I just mentioned, but then you have games. Game of Thrones or Better Call Saul Better or Vikings Call Saul, Breaking Bad a lot of these other shows Vikings that we even cover and you you are seeing lost uh a lot of shows that we don't cover too that we've talked about vaguely in, in show in our streams but there's a, a lot of shows out there and a lot of seasons of shows that have elevated TV to a point and elevated the common viewer past the shit that they're doing. And I'm going to include The Walking Dead heart in that. To heart. The Walking Dead season one, season two, season three. A lot of people don't like season two. I still love it. I think it's far better than six, seven, and this shit. Like, so... I, I would argue with you about six, but I, I agree about now. And I also want to say right now, as we're nearing the end of the episode, if anyone wants to get a last-minute voicemail or text in, now is the time at 781 
we can get that last minute text. And we do have one voicemail waiting. And if anyone else wants to get another voicemail in, now is the time. Uh, Broke says, I'd rather uh, re-watching and have sex with the black shit from Lost than this show. <laughs> Johnny Rico says, All Out Wars start out very bad and heading out to become All Out crap. Uh, Broke, I know you're joking. Fear will always be the worst. Justice League's better than this shit. Fear is better than this shit. Kiyote's loving this time right now. So all the Dons and Eugene, they have a topper that he he's going to correct the intercom system. So let's read some of the chat during this. Okay. I, I want to respond to this. Fear is better than this shit. I've watched the first two seasons, and I know everybody says season one was bad. Season two was horrible. I hear season three is the best. Three, season three is the best. Okay. Joe, one, th- one, one thing. Episode. Joe, I one I just have one thing to add. Season four of Fear the Walking Dead, I might actually watch because Garen Dillon Hunt is being added to the cast. Um, yep. Also, uh, who else is is it? Helen Hunt's being added? To, not Helen Hunt. Uh, no, so, someone else. I, I know. Some I, actress. I, some actress. Cool actress is being added to it, and Morgan's being added to the show. So I might actually tune in for season four, especially for Garen Dillon. Especially for Garen Dillon Hunt, because I think he should have been Negan, and I think he was up for Negan and almost got Negan and almost got the role that Stephen Ogg got too. He was very almost a savior, but instead he got cast on Fear of the Walking Dead. So I love Garen Dillon Hunt. No, I'm glad Garen Dillon Hunt didn't get it because I got to see him shoot a fucking fat stripper whore through the titty. He's one of my favorite. Ac- he's one of my favorite Gar- underrated actors out there, Joe. I fucking love if Garen. If vegan, I wouldn't have gotten to see that episode of Guest Book where it was him that got to shoot that arrow through that titty. So I'm very glad he didn't get the Negan role. I think it would have been done him a great disservice. Yeah. So, yeah. But so. I'm excited for Garen Dillon to be on Fear the Walking Dead, and I think he might add something. Even though I've not watched the show since season one. But I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt you, Joe. What were you yeah. about to say about Fear the Walking Dead that you've watched a little bit of it? I, I've watched the first two seasons. I'm going to watch season three and four, but I have seen one episode of three. And I, I only watched about half of that one. Jenna episode. Elfman. Sorry. that It was Jenna Elfman that was added to the cast. Uh, and there was, uh, <laughs> there was, a, it was, they were trying to talk this fucking leader of the compound out of the house. And the whole time I was watching this, I don't know any of the context or lead up or build up to it. Or it was like the leader of the compound's kid or whoever it was, but they were going to kill him or he was going to fight back. And I just thought like none of that really seemed any different than any of the shit that they went through at the hotel and or any of the shit that they went through in the village at the time they were going through that Nick went no, through f- fair, but like, I, it just all seemed the same to me. Like, very, very fair, Joe. But I do want to point out also with Stephanie says the same thing. She's a big fan. She likes fear of the walking dead better than the regular walking dead. Now she's sludges through us watching the walking dead now. And yeah, no, I, I, I completely feel that because at least you only have three seasons worth of bad shit to get through. And do they do a full like what? Have a good night, episodes? DJ. Lots of hugs. How many episodes do they do with fear? Um, like, I think eight, do... eight, eight or something like maybe, maybe, maybe ten. But no, I think it's eight. I think it's eight. Yeah, they do fewer episodes, I believe, and they you've only now had them for three seasons, so you're you're not really like done with like seeing Nick have his same fucking you know uh, meltdown that he's had. Like you get to see Rick have over and over and over again, or you get to see Sasha go through over and over again, and you get to see fucking whoever go through over. Like, uh, 
that that being just, that being said, and I and I don't want to get too much off on a tangent. I want I definitely right. want to finish off this episode. But I love Garen Dillon Hunt. I loved him yes, on Deadwood. I love him on Raising Hope. I love him on everything he's that, in. This is how good he is. He's on so Deadwood, good. He's so good, dude. On Deadwood, he comes in, he plays a full fucking character, and he gets killed. Right. So what do they do? They say, you know what, Garrett? <laughs> You're too you good. You're so fucking good. We're going to bring you back as a completely different character. No, no, no. You're not going to be like a twin brother or a cousin. No, no. Completely no, fucking completely different. Completely different fucking character. And not a single fan bats an eye. Not a single fucking critic says, oh, that was stupid. They brought back someone they had like on for three seasons or two seasons and then killed him and then they brought him back as somebody else and nobody says anything no because he's that good of a fucking actor yeah he's so he's so good and i think just him alone is gonna make raising me hope he's awesome yeah he's raising awesome raising so hope he's awesome about. in every like he has brian cranston upside like it's just a matter or chris maloney upside like it's yep. just a matter of him finding the absolute right role and he's gonna like really shock some people he's had some of them he he's has had, but i, I but i mean like raising hope but i mean like a real starring dramatic crazy role i think in the future somewhere garen dylan hunt people are gonna be like he's fucking a mate like not that people aren't already but i think there's somewhere along the line he's gonna have the, like a perfect show made piece. made he for him. Drama piece to to put him into that light. Yeah, he he's needs he needs a, he needs a Breaking Bad. He needs an Ozarks. He needs like some sort of series based around him where he's more of a major character than a supporting character. Exactly, and I think he can carry it. Maybe it will be Fear the Walking Dead. Maybe his role in Fear the Walking Dead will be huge, and he'll take over the show uh, with Morgan. I don't know. But uh, but we'll we'll wait to see. But I fucking love. I, like, I guarantee you. I guarantee you that it becomes long term. Yeah, me too. I think. I at think at least three seasons. Who was he? In, he was the dad in Raising Hope. So let's continue here to go in the live chat right now. We got just a little bit more in this episode. 1998 champion says, Eugene, are you kidding me? Michonne was afraid of this plan. Rosita too. Badass women just turned to pussies. And 1998 championship says, yes, I am a woman. And these women turned to pussies. 1998 champions also says, fuck Eugene. Corey Mitchell says, Eugene talks like a technical manual for putting together a futon. Chalk boy says, I want to see the neck tattoo woman die soon. Do chronic. I'm not sure what do chronic meant by this. This, but I'm going to take this in a funny way. This is a Cindy Lauper episode. <laughs> Corey Mitchell says, means Rose, Rosita kind of wishes uh, she's kind of useless. Shot a bat at point blank range. Ren says, my God, Eugene, I can hold my liquor better than you. 1998 champion says, she, she is Rosita. What the fuck? She and Michonne left Alexandria to put this plan in play. And when it's, when it's time to put the plan together, they punk out. Fucking bullshit. Right, right. And what? Why hasn't Dwight just walked up to Negan and unloaded a clip? I don't know. I don't, why? I, why is when he walked out of that room? Because he'd be week, killed right away. Like, no, no, no. When he walked out of that room last week, why didn't he go buy, go grab a big fucking machine gun, and then come immediately back to that room where they're all sitting at a table and just fucking open hail bullets in the whole fucking room? Go all John all Rambo on them, yelling at each other. Go all. They all fucking die. All the fucking generals in that room, lieutenants or whatever you want to call them, capos, they all fucking die. They he, all die right then and there. He, sh he should go in and go, you want to see my magic trick? <laughs> you know, like go in there and be like, you want to see my magic trick and shit? And uh, you want to see my magic trick? 
Oh, Alicia's in the live chat. Welcome, Alicia, in the live motherfucking chat. So we go off to Eugene, who's listening to bullets rain down and kill walkers as he's crying. Oh, Joe, did you just take another shot? And I might have to crack another beer. (laughs) And he's crying and goes out to booze and he drinks. I'm crying. No, not you. Eugene's crying. And he's boozing out and he's drinking as the car music rises. So we go back to Rick, who is let out of his pen again. And he does the Rick walk with I could just kill you all with my pinky. And as much as this scene was ridiculous, Ugh. as much. And, and Joe, you can ick all you it want. It was the most entertaining scene in the whole. Yes, it was. It was. Watching Rick. In Which is the- absolutely fucking ridiculous because we've seen it before. It was nothing new. It was absolutely fucking stupid. It made no <laughs> fucking sense. And as soon as. They got up off the ground. Why didn't she fucking run and say, Shoot! Dude, she looks so surprised Rick did this. You're surprised? He killed the last time you tried this. He killed him too. Like she's sitting there with her look on her face, like, I'm so dumb at. I'm, what was that, Joe? I'm sorry. I, I was, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. What were you, what were you saying? He was bound this time, though. Oh. oh. And he was on his knees. Oh. Oh. Oh, poor. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you tried this before and it didn't work. And the look on her face, like, she just sits there. Like, shoot him. Why aren't you shooting him? You have a gun. You're like, okay. So we come back on Rick. Rick's let out again. All he does is the Rick walk and kill you with a pinky as he gets marched out. And he doesn't need his clothes. Rick's is too badass. The dude puts him down as they do the same thing. Rick kills a he has to kill a walker or fight one. Rick easily beats the two dudes' ass and he grabs the walker okay. and you and Okay. You- okay, okay, okay. Forget about the fact that the last walker was old as fucking sin and it was wearing a hundred pounds of fucking metal on its head and somehow it was able to keep itself up and upright. This time they use another good point, Alicia. This is like this is like uh, only a couple days or a couple of weeks after like the last time he was in this situation. So this time they use still a completely fucking old decayed zombie that Rick can easily just kind of rip the head off of. And he kills those two guys. Like they're just simple, like foot soldiers for the Ninja Turtles. Yep. Like foot he, soldiers. <laughs> foot soldiers for the Ninja Like they're robot Ninja Turtle foot, foot clan, soldiers. Foot clan. Soldier. Sorry. Clan. Yes. Foot clan. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to foot clan soldiers out there everywhere. I that I, the Ninja Turtle reference because you said soldier not because there are foot soldiers. Foot soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did. Foot clan. foot clan robot ninjas. Okay. Like, well, Fucking well, lawyered in the nerd You did. School. You totally lawyered me there. Uh, uh, pre, uh, what, what's the judge say when uh, when a uh, Sustained. Sustained. Thank you. Lawyered again. Lawyered again. Thank you, Joe. You fucking asshole. So, (laughs) yeah, Winston's little brother. Dwight knows Eugene, and Eugene knows it. Both had Perez moments and obviously kill each other. Both live. What the fuck? Kate Rich, great to see you. Great to see Alicia. Lots of love to Alicia in the live motherfucking chat. Thank you, Felicia. Lots of love to Felicia. Eric White, great to see you, buddy. There seems to be chemistry between Rick and this junk lady. I love you, called her the junk lady. And so, Gary, so, <laughs> Felicia, Felicia, lots and of all you, and all you in the motherfucking chat tonight. Lots of love to you guys. So, dude puts him down, or they fight, 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 fight. Rick easily beats both dudes' ass and grabs the walker and uses it to beat some more guys. The Ricky and Walker, show. Ricky, the Ricky and <laughs> so uh, oh, Joe. Thank you, thank you. And so, uh, so basically, what happens in this moment is that's right, baby. Oh, yes. 
So Rick beats the walker's ass, and then he takes two dudes and beats their ass too, and pusses you in the poo-poo. He sticks him in the dick, eats a motherfucking shit, gets this pervy ass in the motherfucking shit. He says, Jadis, listen, you better join me. Why are you fucking with me? The Negan's a pussy. Look at this picture. Look at my ass. I want to fuck. No. And then he goes, get me my fucking clothes. What the fuck's going on here? Shut the fuck up. How are you confused? And she smiles and says, well done. But the whole situation is really okay, While they're all surrounding him with guns and he has absolutely no fucking backup and he's not holding a fucking zombie face to her, why is she making a deal instead of ordering him to be thrown back into the cell again? Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. How because, has the situation changed from the first time they threw him in the cell? Because she wants to sculpt him. And then we get into this hole, and I talked about this earlier. This, she wanted to fuck him last season. Now with, she just wants to sculpt him. And I get half. No, you get a fourth. No, I get a, I get a fourth, and I get to paint you. No, you don't get to Wait, paint me. Wait, why did you deal with him? Why did you talk us down to a quarter? Why didn't we just throw him back in the cell? Why did we let him just walk out the gate? I don't understand this. Bang. I'm the new leader. I can speak English. Can everybody understand me? <laughs> later, Joe. Later today, excite me. Tomorrow. I like she's just talking about bullshit. Judging from the preview, she's gonna turn Rick over to Negan again. <laughs> since Darren yeah. fucker fucked up the plan. Uh, Atari says, I finally realized what the garbage people's deal is. They're a performance artist from the university, and Jadis was their instructor. <laughs> Think about it, guys. It all makes sense. Atari Dad, as always, you're speaking words of fucking no, logic. She, just, she was just the last person Igor, left to see alive you. in the theater department. She's actually the fucking ancient dance instructor who's playing at photographer. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I teach ancient dance. You can major or minor in it. <laughs> so she says, what then? And he he's like, come with me if you want to live. No, come with me and surrender and we'll all go to Negan and we'll say whatever. She says something about give me the fourth. And let's listen to some of this bullshit because it really annoys me, <laughs> this fucking shit. Phil. What, man? Shot. Joe. Joe. Walkers. Sky Maybe versus death. Compound. Come with me there. Wait till the others meet us. When they do, we'll ask the lieutenants to surrender. All of us. Together. Then I kill Negan. Me alone. This is fancy shit. It's got a yeah, cork deal. in it. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that makes it fancy. fancy. <laughs> Have you seen tequila with a cork? Nah, that, that looks fancy. Tequila with a tequork. A tequork. A tequork. Half a fourth. Oh, here we go. Half a fourth. <laughs> fourth and I sculpt you have to. Fourth and I. For me. So uh, this is just such bull. This whole thing is just bullshit to the nth degree. And everyone, toast to you guys in the live motherfucking chat. Thank you to everyone that joins us every week. And everyone, like I said before, uh, now's the time. If anyone wants to get a last-minute voicemail in, now is the time at 781-990-8509. We're almost at the end of this episode. Joe and I aren't going to run away really quick, but we're... Uh, <laughs> We got to get uh, before Joe goes to pass out point. He already took his shot. I haven't taken mine. One second. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, it's warm. I should have made sure it was chilled. No way. So she says, what then? And uh, she takes a fourth. 
Eventually, she just agrees to a fourth. So then we see a trunk with a little time jump, and we see Rick and the group approaching the sanctuary with uh, the trash people. And he heads in, and uh, and they look in. Rick calls for the snipers, but he gets no response. He's and why is there no response? What, everybody with a walkie-talkie is out of distance? They Nobody left. stayed at their post? None of them? No, once Daryl's plan went through, they all pieced out, I guess. Yeah, they were all like, okay... Morgan took all our snipers and uh, talked us into abandoning all plans. But that's that the thing. You make a good point there, Joe, that uh, that even if you were going to go with Daryl's plan, you know Rick's going to be there eventually. So you so you didn't just go with Daryl's plan. You actively ditched Rick. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You 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 abandoned your post. You went oh, Atari! Atari plan. Dad says all the snipers are dead because the save because we're the believe that the saviors overcame the walker, so they probably killed the uh, snipers. Oh, there's been a time jump. There's been a little bit of a time jump. Right. Sni- Rick snipers got killed by Negan's men. Johnny Rico and Atari Dad said that. Did we see that in the episode and I missed it, or is it assumed? No, we didn't see it, and that's why Rick was hang- That dude was hanging upside down, being eaten by walkers. Because, oh, okay. Because Negan's men. Couldn't kill all the walkers outside the building when they were completely 100% around the building, right? And they only had to shoot them, like, but when they were all flooding in and killing them and causing mayhem and havoc and panic, they were able to kill them all, clear them all out from around the building, escape from the building, and kill all the snipers that were surrounding the building because they knew where those locations were. Yep, okay, I buy it. Cadigat wants to add that the dude hanging from the ladder was Father Gabriel's death from the comics. Uh, fuck them, 10 eunuchs that hit the thumbs, that hit, oh, uh, fuck the 10 eunuchs that hit the thumbs down. Oh, I love all those people. Well, thank you for the, thank you for the action on the video. I appreciate that. I figured that they're all dead because it's the next episode. They're at the Gates of Alexandria, so they're probably all the snipers. Thank you so much, Alicia. And if you're enjoying this video, definitely hit the like button. Thank you to all you people out there checking out this video. So Rick calls for the snipers. He's pissed. He takes a gun and he looks and sees all the walkers gone and he gives this oh shit look. And that's the end of our episode. Next week. Thank fucking God. <laughs> next week is our 90 minute epic middle season finale. Just look, everyone's around. We're going to see every character. It's going to be epic. We're going to lose something. It's going to be a crazy death. Joe, we talked about this. We hinted at it. Who do you think you talked about this a little bit earlier? Repeat or say. Who do you think is going to die, possibly? Only surprising deaths that could happen. If it's a surprising death, there's only four surprising deaths that it could be, as far as I'm concerned. Carl, Rick, Michonne, or Daryl. I think Maggie would also be surprising. Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll increase it to six. We'll include Maggie and we'll include Negan, only because they Negan's- feel like Negan is a ratings miracle negan's not going anywhere negan's gonna be that's what i don't understand since the addition of negan week after week after week from last season continuing with maybe a slight uptick from the premiere do you think carol could die yes but that's not shocking anymore to me at this point as far as i'm concerned i wrote that bitch off when she spent the entire season seven being like where I don't want to do this anymore. And then completely went and did this again. Joe, it wouldn't surprise me if that eventually a few years down the road that Negan's the star of this show. For the fa- yeah, for the fairy tale king. Sorry, Phil. 
I was listening to Katie when you said that. She she decided to go back. Oh, and the fairy tale king will get me to kill people again, even though I've resigned against it. And I don't care about all these people that got me this far, but I'll make connections with this new group of people. Go fuck yourself. Just go fuck yourself. Because this king and his fucking, I have a tiger who can't escape fucking 10 walkers in a sludge factory. Like, ah, uh, <laughs> hurts the fucking brain to think about this shit. Like, if you just want to accept it and fucking live in the visual candy that is The Walking Dead, because that's still kind of fun stuff. Joe, we ha- we have some text and voicemail. Joe, let's get into this. So yes, our first please. our first text is from. Excuse me, area code seven seven four from Derek. Derek says episode wasn't good. As Correct. always, <laughs> as always, many things don't make sense. Correct. Dwight has a pistol. Just shoot Negan. Jesus. Correct. But I'm ex- Dwight, six times over and over again. Reload and shoot everybody in the fucking room. But I, but I am excited to see how the saviors go out. It would be great to see Dwight just kill them all. So on a good note, random note, what's your favorite episode of The Walking Dead and why? I like the governor's second attack. Haven't seen a dramatic death in a good battle since then. P.S. The Patriots kicked ass. So, Joe, what's your f- – I know what my answer but is, and it's not – it's, bu- it's a bullshit episode, but or it's a bullshit answer. But I think – my favorite episode would be either the premiere episode, like the very first episode, or the season four premiere. I really like the season four premiere. What's the season four premiere? I don't even remember exactly, but I remember really liking it. See, I, I, for some reason, I'm thinking the season four premiere is somehow after is 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 the episode after Beth gets taken is leading into Cadigan. Definitely call is leading into the the uh, the. The, the the everybody hates Chris storylines. So uh, either that or it's yeah no uh, no uh, <laughs> the premiere episode was really good. I thought you were gonna say it was the Carol burning people. In the oh yes, the, the the uh, the also also what what was that Carol episode where she just kills everybody? Like yeah, uh, the, the the look at the pretty flowers. Yeah, the right? uh, the uh, and the, the terminus. The, the terminus episode, she, yeah, where she comes and saves everyone from terminus. That and was then a, they listened to us and threw in the Carol cleans herself off scene flashback. Yeah, that that was pretty good too. Uh, 30 Days Without Instance, Rick Group has brought slavery to Woodbury into the prison. Rick Rick's renounces leadership of the group in the prison. I don't know. Maybe it was a season four. I, I, it's, okay. It's a- no. So so my, my I'm going to tell you my favorites. There, it was either the, the – it's either two of three episodes. Okay, no. Oh, fuck. It's like one of four episodes. It's either Shane opens up the barn. Oh, yes. The uh, Sophia thing. Yeah, or and not because of the Sophia, but because of Shane and his reaction to it all, and he's the only one fucking. Oh, I also like the Rick. I also stupid. like the Rick eats the face off of Joe the climber. Ah, yes, that was going to be one of mine. That was going to be one. Of, and then there's also you know Lizzie the flowers and everything, but there's a compelling argument to that Herschel death. Yeah, Herschel's death that, is pretty intense. As far as I'm concerned, the only surprising. And the only impactful death they have had in the entire run, because you kind of, by the time uh, Lori dies, you want her dead. You do. You really do. Am I wrong about this? 
Oh, no. I, I wanted her dead from the time she was cast right, because of right. Prison Break. So it's not that impactful when she does die. Like, the only real impactful death on The Walking Dead so far, in my opinion, has has been Herschel's. Katie has a, a rebuttal, maybe? No? Okay. So, so our epic mid-season finale. So let's get to another texter that we have. Hey, Phil and Joe, love the show. I think it would have been way more interesting if the trash people had the helicopter and delivered Rick to Negan. It makes way more sense to capture him uh, for that instead of fucking sculpting. Keep up the great work. Love you guys from area code 304. Thank you so much for the text. So, Joe, I don't think I got a chance to talk to you about this because it's one of the episodes you weren't here. What do you think of the helicopter? Where the fuck's that helicopter from? Yeah, I. It, who cares? I think I did. we did talk about this. It has a range. A helicopter has quite a big fucking range. So, like, say we saw a helicopter here where we live, right, Phil? Uh, in Boston. Um Big fucking deal. It can be on its way all the way to fucking New York. It could be on its way to Albany. It could be on its way to, you know, four, five, six hundred miles away. They might as well go walk back to an airport in Georgia to try to find the fucking thing. <laughs> like, how do you know where it started from? How do you know where it fucking ended? And so, honestly, big deal. You saw a helicopter in the sky. What? You haven't driven a car? You don't think there are any fucking pilots left in the fucking world that know how to operate a fucking helicopter that didn't come across an airport somewhere that had a fucking helicopter that they found the keys for? Or maybe somebody who owned a fucking helicopter who's like, I'll just fly over the entire country back and forth until I find an actual safe area to go live in or people that I want to fucking talk to. Like, who cares about the fucking helicopter? It was a shitty fucking teaser, and it makes no real difference because it has a fucking massive, massive goddamn range. And I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure helicopter fuel, jet fuel, shit like that, it might have to be even, like, better than regular car fuel. I'm not sure about that, but it might be. And... Fuel definitely has an expiration date. So, like, to have a helicopter with helicopter fuel might be pretty impressive. But ultimately, I don't give a shit because the thing has a, a fucking huge range that it could be going anywhere. And, and what? You're going to find it? You're going to find where <laughs> it landed? What? It's got? It's not a plane. It doesn't need a runway. The fucking thing can set down absolutely anywhere. So uh, let's take our voicemail that we have of the evening from Broke Black Man. Uh, let's check this out. Let's, I think you can hear it, Joe. Hey, Phil, it's Broke Black Man 94 here. Now. Can you hear it, Joe? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I was like, should I continue watching The Walking Dead? <laughs> See, this season alone has been up and down. Like, oh, my gosh. It's like I enjoyed last season. I know shocking. I enjoyed last season. But this season, I'm just like, I just watched an episode and I hardly talked throughout it. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like, well, there hardly was any positive development. It's like, it would have been more development if, like, Eugene snitched on Dwight, but he didn't. But it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a, there's a, hold on a second. I got to find this. Okay. Let me play the rest it's, of Broke's message. Uh, I well, my loyalty to The Walking Dead. It's like, should I even like, oh my gosh. Uh, 
I don't know. It's like, should I even bother to tell you to like, even like air this freaking voicemail? But I don't know. I don't know. It's like, just damn it. Just, just damn, just, just damn. <laughs> just damn, Joe. Just damn, Joe. <laughs> right. And uh, Critchard says it at the beginning of the fucking chat. And it, it's, it's been popping through my head all night long. And really, Richard, I was going to kind of be subdued tonight and be like, all like, yeah, Phil, I really don't have anything to say. It was a boring shit. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I was, I, I noticed that at the beginning where in our pre-show discussion, Joe was very, very subdued. He was, he was like, I'm very tired. I didn't get to sleep. I might be low key tonight. I'm sorry, dude. And, and it's not the booze talking, but uh, you know, I read this picture and it's been popping in my head and it kind of really, it really set me off because in, in my own head, because I so agree with it. And it's how many times has Eugene been close to death and yet that miserable fucking shit lives. And the only word I altered was I put the fucking in there because yeah, it's just, I, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to a couple of live chat before we call before we <laughs> yeah. call it a call it a night. Let's go to the live motherfucking chat. Supernatural is better than this shit. Supernatural here's Thursday nights, everybody. Supernatural's on like season ten or some shit like that. Santovio <laughs> says, Atari, that's what I'm thinking the government. Uh Eric White says filler episode. Uh Igor says fuckers would have said it was Morales if it hadn't been killed off. Who is this guy talking? He's trying to have a sexy voice. He sounds like he's high as fuck. Big Kev in the live motherfucking chat. For those of you who don't know, Raven Rock is where the government relocates to the world. Uh world goes shit. It's Nicholas in the chopper. He's getting ready to throw himself in front of somebody. Uh, what the fuck's up, guys? Great to see Big Kev in the live motherfucking chat. Hope all is well. Joe is getting messed up. No, Joe. Unlimited bullets and fresh fuel forever. Heath might be coming back from shooting 24 because 24 ain't coming back. Uh, that's not necessarily true, Joe. There I aren't. Come back. There are not as many places to refuel in the apocalypse. The range is far more limited. So with the chop, talking about the chopper. So the chopper right, must be close by. Right, refueled, you just, like, you can fuel hop. You don't have to be stopping there and staying there is the point. You can, like, you can stop for minutes or, or, you know, it just doesn't make too much sense. And even if it isn't that much, then you're looking for one guy who has a chopper that is no longer any good and probably brought every fucking walker in the area to its landing zone. So again, who gives a shit? Joe, I'm pouring a shot. We're going to have one more shot here at the end here. It serves. It serves. You know what that chopper does? I'll tell you what that chopper does. And I'm going to tell you right now, mark my words, that chopper is Morgan's way to Texas. That's right. how he gets to the his, season. To four. his way to Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I agree. It has something to do with Fear of the Walking Dead. I am 100% behind that. Season 13. So, Super. yeah, Joe, Joe's going to slay his So, as we end things here, next week on next week's recap show, hopefully Joe will be able to leave us a voicemail. But Joe will unfortunately be working for the season finale. So he will not be able to talk about next week's episode. <laughs> Fuck you, you have at- to watch it. No, I don't. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> uh, d- yeah, leave a fucking voicemail, dick. Uh, so we'll be joined by the walking David next week to uh, talk about the episode. Uh, but Joe, going into the off season here, the off season break of the walking dead and going into the season finale here uh, for where you are with the show. Is there any way for the show to come back for you at this point. Is there anything the show could do to make yes, you to yes, make you happy is. again? There is. 
It's simply ending these fucking TV tropes, cutting out this fucking episode filler bullshit, not treating us all like we're fucking 14-year-olds or 10-year-olds. You know, your biggest demographic is 18 to 39-year-olds. It always was, wasn't it? Like, I don't understand. So the, the things that they could do to come back, there's nothing like, you know, kill this person or do that that will do it. It'll just be stop treating us like fucking nimbusils. Stop treating us like, like, uh, like plot armor is an actual fucking thing. Joe, will will that's we? That's why you killed Ned Stark. It shattered the fucking world of television for anybody who watched that, anybody who's seen that, who went into this not knowing that that was going to happen or hadn't heard a spoiler about it. Like that should have shattered. TV and TV's mold for you. Can so if the you're wa- going to do a show that stays in that? You, can the Can the Walking Dead do that again for you? Yes, yes, they were on that level. They were on, or they were damn fucking close to that level. As far as I was concerned, it took a little too long to finally kill Shane. They took a too little too long to wrap up the governor shit. But like this bullshit of the walkers just being fucking scenery they they might as well be trees they're not a threat to anybody unless walking dead decides to kill someone to make us happy and that's not making us happy so next week with the shocking death could that help push it in a right direction if they did kill someone like daryl or carl you keep saying shocking death and they just say (laughs) shocking episode like i'm still not sure there'll be a death like there's gotta like, be they, they they can't they can't do no like death. and as far as i'm concerned there's only a couple of people really i don't give a shit if carol dies it's not going to be shocking to me i don't give a shit if anybody but rick really or or carl those are the only two shocking deaths for me honestly what character that's it this is going on what someone is what igor said in the live chat what did I say? it's a daryl and rick right daryl and rick what characters do you care about in this show what characters, if you saw Darryl them... De- Rick, that's it. Those are the only two shocking deaths. Carl's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking moron. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a little kid in the books, but he doesn't do anything worthwhile, actually, up until the point I read through, through compo- com- 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 Compendium, compendium yeah. Like there's, there's absolutely no point. This kid could be dead or alive. Who gives a shit? The only reason he serves is Rick's motivation to stay alive himself at this point. Um, so no, there's the only two people that I actually give a shit about are actually Rick and, and Daryl. And as far as anybody else on the show is concerned can fucking die. And it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. None of them are compelling enough. None of them can hold their fucking own compared to these two. None of them have a story arc. Like Maggie has completely fucking leveled. Yeah, out. what She's happened to Maggie? Completely flat. What happened she, to Maggie? They wrote her out. They wrote her off the show for some reason. Essentially, they, they did. They forgot. Her, her maybe well, one line an episode, if that. Once Glenn died, but, they were like, "We don't know what to do with Maggie." So fuck. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. She's a leader. Right. Maggie's a leader. Everyone never. Maggie's a leader. And, and and why is Maggie a pregnant lady shows up on the hilltop and says, "I don't like you, Gregory," and everybody's like. Well, Gregory is kind of a dick. Yes, but still, come on. Like, really? Why is she the new leader in the hilltop all of a sudden? Because she's like, Ma- hey, ah, because, ah, Maggie, because Maggie because Maggie needs a storyline, Joe. So we have another voicemail. Sad pregnant widow. Make her the new president of the hilltop. Yay! Cheers. <laughs> and she's done absolutely nothing since she's been there. We've seen her in maybe 
three minutes an episode for the last however many episodes and when, and none of it is actually compelling and it's stupid fucking decision. They haven't sh- to go back to our kind of general theme of the night. They haven't shown her as a leader enough and they've just told us. And we should be shown a little bit. Joe, I'm going to match one more shot while we listen to our le- or not necessarily our last. If anyone wants to get another voicemail in, now's the time, but we got another voicemail here. So let's listen to one more. I got to keep Joe here from uh, sandwich eating a little bit longer. So let's play one more voicemail. Hey guys, it's Kattegat H. Um, Kattegat! Yeah, I kind of feel Joe's pain about this. Um, I don't think... I don't think it's going to get any better after this. Oh. Well, I'm hoping it does, but uh, <laughs> this this is like a, a doctor giving you bad uh bad news here. Uh, guys, I don't think this can get any better. It's going to get worse. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to play the rest of the message after you rant. So, you you have billion dollar sports teams franchises, right? Like the Patriots or the Chargers or whatever the fucking teams are, right? Or the Celtics or the Lakers. And when the Lakers or the Celtics stop fucking winning, when they have bad seasons, if the Patriots have a loss, you know, eight games in a season, they would seriously think about getting rid of Brady at that point or getting rid of Belichick at that point. Here's the thing. The Walking Dead's ratings have successfully gone down season after season now for multiple seasons in a row. It is time for the owners of this franchise to turn around and fire all of the fucking writers. You can't kill enough of the cast members. Like, Bring Vince Gilligan in. The Walking Dead all over again. Bring Vince Gilligan in. <laughs> like, you either have to, you have to do something to shake it up, and it's not necessarily on the cast. It's not necessarily on the music or the, the cinematography. It's definitely on the writers, and it's definitely on the showrunners. So at some point, these guys have to come in and step in and say, you know what? You're done. You're gone. You're being replaced. You have done horrible shit, and our fans, they may not come out and be able to articulate it, but it's articulated in the fact that they're not fucking watching anymore. They're not tuning in. You know, these may still be great numbers, but they're not the walking dead numbers that they have known. And that shows. So at some point they have to act like a fucking sports franchise that wants to win another fucking ring and let these people go and hire new writers who have a fresh outlook who are willing to shake things up and not use the same TV tropes. Joe, that, that's the, that's the biggest thing. I think the show really needs a new showrunner. I think I think The Walking Dead would benefit from that. Not because, and this isn't necessarily attacking Scott Gimple and any of that sort of shit. The, po- the point is that uh, The Walking Dead, there seems, and this maybe it's our perception, maybe it's not, it feels to me at this moment that there's no stakes. That the people writing the show right now know it's that it's a popular show. Even if they lose ratings, they're still getting 6 million, 7 million people every week or maybe more. I'm not looking at the numbers right in front of me, but I know they're, it's it's a far cry from where they were at the top of their rating situation, but they're they're still getting a lot of people that a lot of shows would really love. Uh, but ultimately, the show has no fear of being canceled. AMC is basically all in on The Walking Dead, and because of that, I think generally speaking, not in all cases, not all. Two points for a fucking uh, side butthole love for uh, for Devin. Uh, 
not all, but most people work better when they think that they're up against it, especially showrunners, where they like we have to prove ourselves. They're too comfortable. And that's just it, that you can replace these showrunners and the writers. You don't have to replace the cast to make a show better. Replace the people that are writing the horrible shit that is making people leave. The cast is doing a great job. Great job. job. And we do. we say that a lot, Joe, but I want to say it again here because the people that say we're hard in the show, the actors are killing it. Every episode, killing it with what they have to work with. In spite of the writing, correct. In spite of the writing, all the actors, there's there's very few moments. Enid, a little bit last week that I called her out on some of a couple of her acting moments because she's a better singer than she is an actor. I'll say that about the... Oh, dude, that, I'm a loser, baby, that... that. Yeah, she did a great... She's. I, I really like her as a singer-songwriter. Singer, she has a couple of really cool songs. But uh, there's a YouTube video of a couple of her live songs from Joe and I at Walker Soccer Con. You can check it out on the channel somewhere. But uh, but Enid, as an actress, she has her limitations. But Enid aside, I think, and, Ma- and Maggie aside, too, because as much as I like the Lauren Cohen that plays Maggie, I think she's been a little off for a long time. But other than them aside, I think, for the most part, all the actors are fucking killing it. Maggie has sucked since fucking her, her debut as Batman's mom. Yeah, it was too much. She she went to the other side with, with Negan. Negan. Yep, she did. It was all was it was it. it was all about that. It was it was the it was DC ruining it again, Joe. <laughs> DC fucking shit up again because they don't pay attention to the comic universe. The show really died with Beth, says Big Kev. If they were really, there would be hordes where they went. There's hardly hordes unless they gather them. And that's oh. one of the things, too, because I was talking about this as well, that the walker in the machete thing was the most formidable walker in the whole episode. But I, I didn't talk about this enough during the episode. When the walkers raided the sanctuary and they were all in there and running through and going crazy, that's the walking dead I love. Like, like when all the when all the when all the saviors are trying to fight off the Walker charge and it's fucking high tension of who's going to die, even though I don't care about these characters, but the walking dead at its best, how to get back what Joe answered this before. I'll answer it now too. What the walking dead needs to do to get back. My interest is to take characters. I care about that. You build up to make it to points that I really deeply care about these characters Right now, I would extend it a little bit more. Rick, uh, Joe said Rick and Daryl. I would say Rick, Daryl, even though Maggie's shitty, I care yeah. about Maggie, I care about Michonne, I care about Carl to a certain extent, I care about all these characters. It's making me feel when I'm watching this show that any of these main characters that I care about are in danger. The Sopranos, part of what made the Sopranos so big at the time that the Sopranos broke, even though it ultimately didn't end up being the case, was... The feeling that you're watching a show that at any point in time, any of the characters you care about could get a mob hit. They could get killed. You love pussy, spoiler alert for The Sopranos, pussy dies. You love fucking this person, they're going to die. And the Walking walking Dead, when it was great, made you feel like that. Right, but you cannot, and that's, that's the thing. Our main group, the reason why The Walking Dead was so great early on, I think, is because our main group was with us from the beginning, right? So any of those characters that died felt like a loss. Any character they added after that has been a red shirt because they have all died along with most of our original group. 
So any character they add from this point on, you know, it's almost like first in, first last in, first out. Joe, and I just want to I want to interrupt you for one, one quick second for what you're saying because you make a good point. The Walking Dead is great with these characters that we've known for a while, minus Maggie, because I really think they're fucking up Maggie. But, yeah, the char- they are. but the characters that we know, they do a good job at continuously establishing this character because they did really well early on. I think the problem The Walking Dead faces is the new characters they introduce, they don't do a good job at making you care about them before you put them at stake. They just introduce you and expect you to care about them because they're characters in this situation. And it really fucks it all up because ultimately what it makes happen is you don't care about anything. You just look at these characters as hollow shells, as these things that are just nothing to you and what made the walking dead a great show was the feeling that you talked about this show that anyone was at danger at any time it doesn't mean you have to go willy-nilly kill people but you can't overly have plot armor for anyone but rick i get it with rick because you need to keep rick grimes on the show as much as andrew lincoln wants to play on the fucking show but if you want to do it, anyone else needs to be at danger. And when they fall into these positions, it was one too many of these situations where people are just tackled by walkers and they don't get killed. It wasn't just Glenn. Carl's been in situations like that. Many people. But the last great one was Tyrese, but they had to make Tyrese stupid to make it effective. Like, oh, Tyrese is a fucking idiot, so he gets bitten from behind. To, but it was still decent enough to establish that walkers could pop out of anywhere and bite you. The problem they have right now is that any of the main characters, you watch some of these scenes that are supposed to build tension. And I, even if they establish great tension in the moment, they've set up this thing that you know if anything big is going to happen, it's just going to happen in the premiere or it's going to happen in the mid-season finale. I hate that television is turned into these mid-season finales. Every show is guilty of it, but The Walking Dead kind of started this trend. Every show has a mid-season finale and everything builds to it. What made great television great television was the fact that you have this long-form narrative thing and you don't have to build upon any one date or one moment. The Walking Dead, what made it great, one of the moments that made it great was any time at any point in the storyline something intense could happen. By funneling all the big shit to premieres and finales, what you're doing is making it predictable. And then I'm going back to the beginning again, and I'm repetitive, but I don't give a fuck. It's a fucking podcast, and, I, and sometimes re- repetition gets the point across. And then to hammer that point in, they go even a step fucking further where they go, oh, now we're going to tell people that that fucking shocking thing is going to happen. And Joe's right, where I keep saying a shocking death I want to say they said that, but no, they keep saying it's a shocking episode. The thing you're going to talk about. What could that thing be? I tend to think it's going to be a death, but who the fuck knows? This show has fucked us over before, and they may fuck us over again. 
My point is, right now, they need to do something to shock the status quo of The Walking Dead. And they can't do it. And they obviously can't do it. And they've shown that they are out of touch with what shocking is. They were like, oh. Have a good night, Alicia. Shocking when you find out who died because two people died. How does that make it shocking? You gave us six months to warn all of their deaths. Even if we wanted one of them to die and they ended up being the one that died, we'd just be happy and be like, I told you. And even if it was one of the ones that we didn't want to die, you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, hmm. I guess I saw that coming because you had six months to see it coming. You had six months to look at each, every one of them fucking die. So they're out of touch with what is shocking at all at this point for the television viewer, which is why they need new runners and writers. They've become formulaic and they've become repetitive. It's almost like a season of 24 now, like where you predict that the end is going to be this big climax and it's just going to be moment to moment to moment. They become, I'm not even going to say they become a cliche of themselves, but they've ripped the balls out of the show to the point now where you could just watch the premiere in the finale of the episode to see the action. And it shouldn't be that way. Oh yeah. Shiva died. That's it. The only thing that happened this season worth a wait was Shiva died and all the kingdom people died and Ezekiel feels sad about it. There was nothing emotional. I'm not saying you have to be bloodthirsty, but you have some fucking stakes. And that doesn't mean watching Negan beat someone with a fucking baseball bat. It means, which was whatever it was. And people say, oh, they killed Glenn and they killed Abraham. But they did that in such a fucked up, bullshitty way with that cliffhanger and all that fucking shit. But, like, I'm talking about in the heat of the episode, losing people you care about and feeling the tension that, holy shit, what the shit just happened? And what the fuck? And that's what The Walking Dead used to be like. And it's not about whether the show is good or like tight around the edges or the acting's good or all that shit. The Walking Dead, as it should exist as a zombie drama, comedy combo, whatever action series, should make you feel fearful. No pen intended for fear of The Walking Dead. Always on edge, feeling what the characters feel. And right now, it just feels soap opera-y. Yep. Yep. Johnny Rico says exactly, Phil. The tension from the zombie is gone. Just look at season one. The whole season was full of tension, which made the show great. Too many weak jump scares. Aunt Phil, uh, cameras stuck on Joe fa- Joe's face. I know because uh, I'm eating a sandwich. <laughs> I am, but I'll start to. I'm, we're going to start to wrap things up here. Uh, Eric White says, "Damn, Joe, not uh, contemplating. Just letting you know." Uh, th- thank you so much. Cadigat says, also, the editing this season is annoying me. Like, what the fuck are these Zooms uh, rewatching The Walking Dead Bollywood? We just, it's it's fucked up. So, All right, dude, you got to let me know when that happens. Now, I was like picking my nose and shit. That's okay. <laughs> when you're talking, you're supposed to be on screen, hey, man. Fu- fuck you, dude. I was about to like piss off screen hey. and shit. Like hey. I was hey. figuring out, hey. I could just mute the hey. mute the mic, and I'd be okay to sit here and piss in a cup. Hey. I'm pissed off, even you though I love I love having guests. I'm pissed off that you're not on the podcast enough. So I'm taking it out on you. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we we need to do more podcasts together, not less. I was literally about to stand up and fill a cup in front of the camera with the mic on mute. 
Yeah, that, I that finally we would have uh, breaking three <laughs> and made it big, Joe. I See, was gonna trucker bomb this, Joe. Shit, you would have finally broken the World yeah. of Warcraft days. I'm yeah. in the middle of a fucking mission that's too. Uh, mom, uh, mom, 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 make me pizza rolls and <laughs> get me. <laughs> we have my pizza yeah. rolls, mom. Your retired nurse is bringing us the pizza rolls and uh, <laughs> and giving us the pot of pasta and all that sort of shit. Joe ate a burger. Phil still up. Just got back. Oh, Mike just got back from the Justice League. Uh, ju- I saw the Justice League recently as well. What oh, you sandwiches? Sa- lots of sandwiches. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Next week I will I like be back sandwiches. with the Walking David to talk about the Walking Dead episode. Joe and I will be back this Wednesday night at around ten thirty p.m. to talk about this week's Vikings episode. And I will also be back with the Walking David at some point this week, hopefully, maybe next week. It depends to talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, season nine. And so it'll be a lot of stuff, lots of stuff coming. Joe and I also have to get together eventually and do some Netflix catch up um, oh, yeah, we do. Over, the, over the holidays at some point. And. Coming up soon as well on Thursday after or Sunday after The Walking Dead ends, I'll be on with Matt, Craig, and Alan to talk about some guitar, favorite guitar players. Ah, fuck that. Do another trivia. More trivia? You think you think more trivia? Tell Matt to keep his hand on the button rather than like up here while the twins are like cheating down here. It's all fucked up. And also, I will be going to see Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi on opening night and then I'll be coming back to immediately do a non-spoiler review right afterwards and then do a spoiler review with Joe and Matt and hopefully a couple of other people. I think the Buddy Talker will also be joining us as well for that spoiler review. So look out for our Star Wars Last Jedi coverage coming up soon too. So it's going to be awesome over the holidays. I promised Matt I would be there for the next movies. You you have to. You have to. You let Matt down last time. You really did. Yeah, you horrible person. But everyone, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. You guys have been awesome as always in the live motherfucking chat. We got Casper. Haven't watched the episode since I'm in the UK. It doesn't air until tomorrow night, but I just wanted to say hey to you guys. Wish yes. I had a fresh rant for you, Casper. Sorry. Casper, love you, Casper. Ego. Rewind and rewatch. We have to thank everyone that's joining us in the live chat right now. Tyree Dad, Big Kev, Broke Black Man, Igor, Eric White, Felicia, Iron Throne, Johnny Rico, Casper, Cadigat, Mike, Santovia Major, and all the other people that are joining us live and not in the chat, but just happen to be watching us live right now. Thank we you to all of you guys. Masterpiece Theater for Atari Dad. Review it. Review that. Uh, there's a lot of I'm shit. Out of beer. Joe, I'm out of beer too. I like I have one more beer, but it's like crack the big barrel. But I'm just gonna take Dude, one. Bring it over. Bring I'm gonna it take over. one more right. shot right now. Everyone, thank you so much. Katie, hold on. Hold on, Phil. Do it with me. Mm. Oh. Never mind. No, you should do it anyway. No, it's too late. Oh god. Too late. You You're fuck. behind on shots anyway. I, I know I really am. And also, Joe and I will try to be on on Friday afternoon around two or something like that to talk about the so Wednesday night Vikings Friday afternoon Orville, Orville and uh, yeah. You or, down, you down for that Friday afternoon Orville either that or, or after the show Thursday night. Do you work Thursday? I don't 
think so. I'm drunk, so it's hard. Okay, work tomorrow night, and I'll tell you tomorrow more or Tuesday morning. And I also want to announce that once winter starts, which is coming soon, we'll get back to Game of Thrones coverage. We're going to do our first character recap, where we recap all uh, the history of a character. Hopefully, Joe will be able to join me for those. And we're going to be the first one on our list is none other than Cersei. So our first one. I will not be there for that one. Joe will not be there for Cersei, but Joe will join us for <laughs> some I'll character be there ones. Any of you want? Yes. I'm kidding. I, I, all the characters. I love the development of all the characters. So what we're gonna do is, people aren't familiar with that. We're gonna go through all the characters that are alive in the show, or all the characters I have on these little pads, and do a show on each character. But also try to bring in some guests for certain episodes and hopefully Joe will be able to join us for that. It ends up that when we have guests, usually Joe's not around, but we're going to try to get Joe in on some of our guest crossovers as well soon. So, cause I want to meet these famous tubers. Yeah, you t- definitely. We got to get, we got to get you and Tony I on like the tubers. We got to get you and Tony on the stream. Mm, ASAP. Tubers. That's going to be fun. Mm, <laughs> he, he wants to eat. Tubers are rotten. Joe wants tubers. to eat some tuners. So everybody, if you like this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Join us. Share the the channel with a friend help us keep growing we really do appreciate that more than anything we appreciate anyone that wants to become a patron you get some special extra content last week joe and i did a little bit of an interview with joe about how we met and how we became friends there's also the week before you can see me make some uh cheese uh fucking uh stuffed shells and some other random podcasts along the way we try to give a one extra podcast a month for patrons only so in that so th- if you are a patron and you haven't checked that out yet, definitely go back. Thank you to everyone that checks out all these casts and helps support the channel. You can also help us with our Amazon link. You can find that in the description box below, but it's amazon.com slash shop slash fill the issues guy. If you want, if you shop on Amazon, just start your fucking shopping with that fucking link. It helps us a little bit. It's like pennies in a jar and that shit adds up as the holiday fucking bullshit adds up. So. Joe, have a good night. I will talk to you on Wednesday night for some Vikings. And when Phil meets Joe, a triple X film. Yes. Too you dirty, do. man. You don't want to see that. It's very fucking dirty. I have I have X-rated pictures of not only myself, but of the issues. It, it's creepy that you keep those pictures. <laughs> I'm going to keep those. Until the day you It's the only time. reason Joe and I are still friends. He has pictures of me <laughs> as a as a minor in the woods naked. No, I don't believe you were a minor. You were still in high school, but you were not a minor. Was it true? Was I was I 18 at that point? I no, I don't know about that. It was the winter, I think. There's no telling what date those pictures were taken. I think I was 17 in those pictures, Joe. <laughs> I don't have pictures of anybody underage. I think Period. I think you do. <laughs> I think you have underage Phil pictures. I think no, you I do. do not. No, I do not. Maybe he does. No, you are eighteen. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 worth asking the question. It's worth begging the question. But everybody, these questions and more uh, next time <laughs> Joe and I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Joe bleeds the fifth. Everyone, have a good night. We'll talk to you next time. Oh, loser lost. Mom and Brock to the post edge back at the top. See you there when the bruises clear. I'm clearly better when it drops. Fourth to rear, man's down off. Sick on the bomb like an old man mother. What's the hurry to get away? Stay off with you when you're back. Oh, yeah.
I forgot to m- mention this. I recently started a new band with my cousin Craig. It's a two-person band that we're going to be bringing in some other musicians and writing some songs and having some fun. We're getting together tomorrow to record Ooh, some white more music. Stripes. You're, uh, the percussion. You're, you're Meg White, and he's uh, and he's Jack. So we're looking for a name. So if any people have any suggestions for names, please leave Meat it. Meat glue. Please leave it in the comment section of this glue. video. We need a band name right Meat now. Glue. Right now, we're uh, working with the Mother Chuckers or no, or glue. or Uncle June. So, uh, so please give us some suggestions. Not in the, I mean, you could throw them in the live chat, but if you have one in the live chat, please throw it in the comment section of this video so it lives forever for band names. Thank you so much. My my, my vote is meat glue. My heart, I'm standing on Sam and legs spread apart. Care about the vine that is your line that used to be mine, so I dragged it down the line. <laughs> Good show, my man.